0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Star Wars Reviewed. (sighs) Special episode today. What do you do when somebody you love betrays you? No, I'm not talking about Han Solo and Kylo Ren. I'm talking about Tim Talbot a few weeks ago. Using his general mind trick on The Force Awakens and the Empire Strikes Back. But nevertheless, here we are. Everything can be reconciled. Who's the real enemy?
1: Not me. You look in the
0: mirror right now, mister. That's it.
1: Well, we'll Seth see how Lord, this episode
2: uh, plays out here. Sith Lord Joe over here. I'm trying to find the references to The Last Jedi. I'm like, there's like some half references in some of your quotes. I'm like, wait, was that intentional or not? Just, you, know, you, guys are, you guys are losing me here. Don't, don't even worry about it. So I'm I'm Josiah Leroy
0: with me today. I'm going to John Fick first because I'm waiting for Tim's, Tim's punky, punky response to... There it is right there. John, are you ready to talk some Last Jedi today?
2: I absolutely am. Tim, are you ready?
1: Yes, I am. I thought you were well, going to yes. say no. Yes, I am.
0: All right, all right. So, Star Wars review—one of our favorite shows here at the Geekiverse. We love Star Wars. Have we mentioned that? Probably only a few hundred times. Well, we're talking one of the most polarizing Star Wars films ever. Maybe the most controversial, depending on which side of the aisle you land on. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Boys, John, if you you may know this already, who's on the steel book? Case for the the 4k blu-ray
2: oh i actually don't know this unless it's i, uh, I think i might know what poster it is but no, i don't have this one this was one of the first ones that i didn't buy okay okay so take a guess is it is it the poster with luke and then like everybody below him Floating <laughs> mm-hmm. head of luke no okay then i don't know
1: okay tim mm. I feel like I've seen it and it was red, but I don't know. <laughs> Kylo Ren, I don't know. Bo Katan, that's my final guess. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, actually, you were both kind of wrong. Well, I guess on the back. So that's the back. There you yes, go. Yes, I won. Wait a minute. Uh, look at that, Bo Katan, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got two people. It's not a the minute. traditional. Hold on a second. Did I just I say is it, Is
2: it a, the floating head of Luke with it's people below him. Head of,
0: That's not the one that I'm thinking of. There's a diff, there's a different. That, this is not a poster. Me, there was that a means movie floating poster. Floating head
1: of Luke with people underneath. That, I don't know. I think he's robbing poster. you of your correct answer. He said
0: poster. That's not the movie poster. Honestly, there Joe's getting lo- off to a bad poster. start
1: already. You know. That,
2: all right. First of all, Joe. said you admit when you're wrong. You're right. That's you're right. not what that's not what I was talking I about. Right. But I'm, but I'm you, also still right with the way I described the yes.
0: Uh, you were telling me you meant this one. Right no, here. I, I just this said is... that.
2: I just said that no, you're right. I did not mean that one, but I'm still <laughs> right with the exact description of a floating head of Luke and characters under him. <laughs> I still right, nailed I'll it. Give me
1: half a point. Because I'm keeping Ugh. score somewhere. Do I get a half point too? No. No. It's on the back. away from Tim. <laughs> did you say who's on Oh, he didn't say cover. There's a back yeah. cover. Uh, it's different. You got to pay attention here. You didn't specify. You,
0: well, you got to be specific then. Yeah, I guess I should have specified. It's okay. It's okay. This is
1: how this episode is you going to be. I'm going to tell you right Joe, now. You,
0: you would not You have
1: not won the war. Just remember that.
0: And I will not be the last Jedi. So, gentlemen, let's talk. This is gonna get deep here, I think my goal in all of this I, i'm you know i don't I don't really care at the end of the day if if you you like or love or do, don't even care about this movie, but I unabashedly think this is a masterpiece and I'll lay it out throughout We've got some topics to get to obviously, I've got some observations and notes, but first impressions, how can you wrap this up in 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 a succinct way John, last jedi
2: I think the last jedi is damn good i think it's a very 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 good star wars movie um there there's, there's a couple of things that hold it back for me uh i wouldn't consider it consider it a masterpiece there, there's a few things that just stand out to me that that i think that uh personally i, w- I wish would have been done, done differently uh but overall it doesn't take away from how much i really do enjoy this movie it's uh it's not where i expected it to go after the force awakens um i i don't know if overall i think it's as a whole as strong as the force awakens but it definitely has higher highs than the force awakens which is insane like there's a lot to unpack there's a lot to think about and i'm still not even like committed to where this lands for me on the chart and even compared to force awakens so i'm excited to have this conversation but i think the last jedi is very very good
0: so that you're even talking about in the same breath as force awakens from a quality standpoint i think says a lot um of course ladies and gentlemen two reminders uh if you are in the chat at twitch.tv uh, slash the Geekiverse, no episode nine spoilers. Tim has not seen it yet. We're going to all watch it together for when we get to that episode. So no episode nine spoilers. Um, and then in terms of rankings, at the end of this episode, we will r- give our official ranking for movies. But we did have a Jedi mind trick last week from JT, and we're going to see where those uh, those results landed. I don't know. So uh, can't wait to see. Tim, your, your thoughts on The Last Jedi?
1: I hate it. <laughs> just kidding no i actually liked it a lot i uh i i would agree with you joe in the sense of i think it's a cinematic masterpiece i feel like everything they do in the movie looks beautiful this to me is by far the first movie where i'm like almost everything that i see is like just so well done like visually the sound is great like towards the end when they're on i forget what the planet's called um Crate. great and then they have the salt on and just the red, I just think that's such so well done, especially when you have the, all the red. The red were they technically stormtroopers? What are those? Yeah,
2: yeah, the imperial yeah, okay. guards.
1: Yeah, I mean imperial guards. Yeah. So I, I just I feel like when I when I watched it, I was like, oh, you know, this is a great movie. But I didn't expect it to kind of go where it went. And for being quite honest, I hate that they're killing off all my favorite characters. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I think it's a good movie. I like I said, I don't really know where it lands for me as far as rankings I'm still extremely undecided which again I'm excited to have this talk this is the only the second time I've seen it so but I love a lot about it and my big takeaway is you know I haven't seen the third movie yet but you guys have talked about how um, John Boyega talked about how he felt like Finn was kind of let off to me this movie is about a lot about Finn I just think that it's so focused on him and so much of it I feel like the ray and kylo things all kind of in the background a little bit for me and he his story stands out the most to kind of go from where he's at the beginning trying to escape to him kind of trying to be the hero and like being finally like owning up to it and saying like i'm a rebel like this is it and i love that so i don't know i'm, I'm very
2: uh back and forth on it sometimes so
0: yeah uh, it's good so- to have you guys right where i want you Go ahead, a, go ahead, John.
2: Good to know, Tim. Tim, you mentioned that it just for like from as an actual film, yeah, you know, the, the cinematography, oh the so stuff beautiful. like that. It, I mean, like you, you talk about the cinematography, it's not even close. There's no other Star yeah. Wars movie that's even close to The Last Jedi. I mean, like Ryan Johnson is just absolutely flexing with this movie. It, it's just not only does he make like a cinema cin- cinematic masterpiece in terms of like. The cinematography, but it's he he does it while delivering us a good, decent popcorn flick of a movie as well. um I say decent just because, like, it's 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 probably the the least popcorn flicky Star Wars movie we get. It's great in other regards for sure. um But yeah, just what what a flex from Ryan Johnson here.
0: Yeah the the color palette with the the theme of the red throughout is absolutely brilliant. Whether it's in the throne room, it's Kylo Ren's lightsaber, it's crate with the red under the salt layer this movie is special when it comes to that. And I think generally Star Wars looks pretty good. You talk about the prequels in a different breath, but this one is next level awesome i think
2: there's there's a graininess to it that uh sometimes film grain is you can you can tell when it's added and it's not done the right way and it's not natural and it kind of is not really serving a purpose other than to be film grainy there's a grain to this movie that just works for some reason it feels like it almost feels grassroots rebellious uh in its cinematography because of that um joe i don't know if you noticed this uh, i'm not sure how comfortable you've gotten with your oled yet and how your eyes are adjusting but this is the only star wars movie where space isn't True black on an OLED. So Hmm. space isn't, so you, you, the Star Wars hits. And space isn't true black. It, it's it's like a it's like a like it's like a dark gray. It's not like so with an OLED television. If something is black, the pixels actually turned off. It's not like that here. the The, the grain is very apparent right from the get go. You get that open and crawl, and the, your room is lit up if you're watching in a dark room with an OLED TV, which is not not normal. So it's just right off the bat, you're getting like a a, a different take on on space even, which is like you know doesn't get more Star Wars than space. So interesting to to see the changes, but overall, yeah, just like what a what a what a beautiful movie
0: yeah it it really is obviously we're going to get into this in a deep dive but my 101 on this is yeah, you know you know from what we've seen so far that force awakens is is my favorite star wars movie and the hype around this we had force awakens we had 2 years to wait for what was going on where we're going to get answers for ray more from kylo ren and his path uh it, Finn, like you said, Tim, this is a big movie for Finn and his arc. There were so many questions. Princess Leia, of course, uh, Carrie Fisher unfortunately passes away a year before this movie comes out. Are they going to kill her off? How are they going to ride her off into the sun, if anything? And, and there were so many, so many questions. Some answered, some not. And I can see why that was disappointing for some people. And the polarization with this movie is just, it's something special, I got to say. Um, I love this movie at the end of the day. I think uh, some people may or may not be surprised just where I actually would rank it on our list. Curious to see after we talk about this where you guys put it, but we've got so much to get to. I do so, want to read a quick excerpt after
2: after you talk, John. So just to, just to go back to what you mentioned with the, how polarizing this movie is. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has okay. two numbers. They 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 have a tomato meter, which is based on critics, right? So the tomato meter is it's it's an average of critics, and there's also an audience score. So the last Jedi tomato meter is a ninety one. So the critics this is this is a nine out of ten basically for critics. Like ninety one is a, is a, an incredible metacritic score, especially for a movie of this scale, having this many reviewers, this many different opinions. Like ninety one is phenomenal. Um the audience score is a forty two on the last Jedi. Yeah. A 42. Isn't that funny? So, it's so my
0: argument for this, and I put this on social media after this came out, and I, I've done like AMAs with this. Like, it's it's funny. I feel like I'm a Last Jedi scholar with how much I'm like, no, let's dive into the thought of the philosophy here, which we will. And I said, listen, this is this was not your story to tell. And I'm sorry if you didn't like it. This was Ryan Johnson's story to tell. So you may not have liked the direction that certain characters and storylines took, but that's kind of your fault for having that preconceived notion. Now, again, without getting into episode 9, we'll talk about some of this as we go through. But I kind of went hard at people for saying, "I don't think that it's fair the way that this movie's being attacked as you just mentioned with the difference or the discrepancy between what fans said and what uh what credit
2: John. I so uh, it's 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 tough. It's tough for me to respond to that because I th- I fundamentally disagree with Where you're coming from when you say it's it's Ryan Johnson Johnson's story to tell, so that we so we're not entitled to like have our own thoughts on where it should have went or our own opinions. I know, but like, what's the point of these conversations if at the end of the day it's just like, well, it's director's story to tell. So like, you know, there's no there's no valid criticism in my eyes at that point, right? But but at the same time, I I do understand what you're saying with certain like with certain story arcs where like all right, we had this preconceived notion that it should have went this way and it didn't go that way and people were upset because they got themselves worked up and they they listened to theories and they you know they they went on Reddit forums and they and they, and they kind of worked themselves up. So I agree with what you're saying in a nutshell, but I don't fundamentally agree with the messaging that you're using to say like it's his story to tell. So like you know,
0: sure we'll get into it. Um. Th- They say it right in the trailer. Ryan Johnson knew this was coming. Luke Skywalker says, "This is not going to go the way you think," to Rey, and boy, was he right. Because you know, I was like, "Oh my gosh, hey, maybe we get what's going on with Rey's parentage here. We get an answer."
2: I got my got my friend here again, boys. So this is just not uh, this is not fair to have Buddy there like this. I'm not going to be able to talk yeah. about this movie. I'm just he just wants to to climb up. See, he's Will part of. Like I'll my put my seventy pound dog on my lap. We'll <laughs> that's <dog on laughs> what he said when
0: he left. I was like, John, why isn't Tim just putting his dog on his lap? I can. She'll come on my lap. I,
1: I got a, a six pounder here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So here here's a an excerpt from a a review I wanted to read. I felt like this was a a kind of good summary. I want your guys' take on it. Uh. The Last Jedi is not a truly terrible movie. It's a nice movie. Uh, It's not by any means as nice as The Force Awakens. It's not as fresh and funny and surprising and witty, but it is nice and inoffensive and in a way that no one associated with it should be ashamed of. It's also silly. Um, Attending to it is a lot like reading the middle of a comic book. It is amusing and fit patches, but you're likely to find more beauty, sus- suspense, discipline, craft, and art elsewhere. It's a big, expensive, time-consuming, essentially mechanical operation. The Last Jedi is about as personal as a Christmas card from a bank, which I take a little offense to. But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you should take so, it as a compliment. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so in a nutshell, what do you think about that excerpt there?
2: And that sounds Does like such, right? no. It, no? It, it, it sounds like such a face value. I didn't get what I wanted from this, yeah. and, and <laughs> you oh, know. that's what
0: I'm saying. When I say that this is Ryan Johnson's story, it's I didn't get what I wanted. It's it's big. It's pretty. It's a big production, kind of. But like, right? It yeah. almost feels like there's no substance. Which yeah, I, don't,
2: it, yeah. I, I think that people are looking past so much the nuance and so much of what was done well. Just because yes. of certain things, let, let, let's let's call it like it is. Like it, it, it mostly is the Luke Skywalker stuff that people are like the 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 Star Wars fans that hate this movie hate how Luke was handled. And I'll get into that. I'll get into some of the things I didn't like about how Luke was handled as well. Overall, I think that it makes a lot of sense, and I think that like it fits mm-hmm. this this movie and the story well. There are some there are some things I didn't like about it, but to to just take that and and to boil it down to man, eh, this was just a popcorn flick. It was whatever. Just because you can't see past that, that's you know. So let me
0: tell you real quick. um, I think, yeah, the Luke stuff we'll get into. It's polarizing just as much as the movie is. But maybe, excuse me, that is the poster child for for why people don't care about this film or don't care for it, even though they're they're Star Wars fans. I'm sorry, Tim, you were going to say something.
1: Yeah, all I was going to say is I think when I hear that, I think of something like um, uh, the new Spider-Man movie came out and everyone saw it, and it's like you see it in the the movies, and I feel like there's so much fan service in that, and I feel like this is kind of the opposite. It's a different direction. They told the story they wanted to tell. They didn't want to tell you your character the -hmm. way you wanted to hear it. They wanted to tell it in a way that fit the story, and I feel like I can kind of understand Joe's point of saying, hey, people didn't get what they want, so they kind of had a fit over it, which I don't think is right, but you're also making movie for those people, so it's tough to kind of say to both sides, but, you know, that's kind of my thought on it a little there, bit. There's a,
2: there's so, a balance... There's a balance there. It just mm-hmm. just like the force. But yes, yeah, so you're making movie for those people. That doesn't mean you have to it doesn't mean you have to make, take the easy answer and, and to just get into just, you know, throw fan service for fan service's sake, right? Like the what for sure. what, I, what I what I disagree with was the way Joe messaged that, not in the not the message at all. Like we're all on the same page here where it's like there there's just because you didn't like the the way the, a certain story beat went because of it's your favorite character doesn't mean that the movie was any less of a, a, right. a you know, a masterpiece like Joe says. So
0: yeah, John, maybe that's right. I was aggressive with the messaging when I said this, and it was it was not far after the movie came out, you know, a few weeks in, so people could go see it, and then we could talk about it. And I was like, and I don't give a crap kind of mood like this. Like, the reason I felt like, personally, most people didn't like it is because it wasn't the story they thought they were getting or going to see. Now, a uh, little bit of trickery going on here. So that... I I say that I think this movie is a masterpiece. I think it's actually going to be be perceived differently down the line, whether that's 5, 10, 15 years from now. I really do. We don't know that till we get there. The review that I just read was not for Last Jedi. It was for Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Interesting.
0: Very interesting, right? So obviously, I just swapped out Last Jedi with, with Empire Strikes Back. But I remember seeing a lot of those come out as a refresh, right around the time Last Jedi came out, and there were so many people like myself who unabashedly loved it, but by the way, didn't like it on the first attempt, which we'll talk about. But they were like, "Hey, Empire Strikes Back was not viewed so wonderfully when that came out either." And of course, many of us laud that as is, is one of the the greatest, if not the greatest, Star Wars film of all time. Nine out of ten right people now? are going to say that yep. it's our number one. So. I always found that very intriguing when Last Jedi came out. And we'll we'll see what this looks like, you know, ten years down the line. Um box office numbers. We're we're gonna get into the trailer. We're gonna watch that together here shortly. One of my favorite trailers in all of Star Wars. Uh any idea, take a guess what number this hit? One point four two three.
1: Okay. Well, it's specific. Uh I'm gonna go higher. One point five one zero uh both of you pretty close
0: billion. uh ended up being uh 1 billion 332 million mm, should have jo-
2: john was closer uh, but i went over price is right i lose yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so needless to say another nice box office run right. uh, we had three billion dollar star wars films in the first three years that disney released them things were going pretty well in that investment if if i may say so myself um Let's see here. Yeah, that's all I wanted to mention on that. This came out in uh, December of 2017. You guys want to get into the, the trailer?
2: Yeah, I've got yes. it ready. Let me pull it up here. Hold on. Take your time, take your time. Joel, like you said, it's it's uh it's one that I, I, I just I was just searching for it and I, and I always try to play the first few seconds just to make sure I got what I'm looking for. I'm like, oh yeah. I am ready whenever. I remember this trailer. All right, gentlemen. Feel free, fire it up. get many like mic drop moments in trailers but yeah. I, rem- I remember watching that trailer I was, I was working at apple at the time i remember being in like the back of the repair room there's like 13 13 of us like just jammed in this little room meant for like six people and the trailer just dropped and, and we watched it and when he when he says it's time for the jedi to end everyone just erupted dude like what what a hype moment what a what a cliffhanger for a trailer um it's it just yeah and Killer trailer, killer trailer.
0: How about the music? Like the cues there with and then, you know, Ray's theme and then the dark and you hear Kylo Ren's theme. It's just the visuals from that were so special. And I thought, again, that was the perfect teaser for what was the sequel to Force Awakens. It didn't give away too much. And then I remember the actual, the trailer, the second one, really vividly and not long before the movie came out, by the way. I think they kept it relatively close. It was Either October or early November, but it's Snoke talking about when I found you and like, oh my gosh, hype for this was for me, I think, maybe even higher than Force Awakens. It just because, probably because of Force Awakens, for too. sure. Yeah,
2: yeah I, no doubt, no doubt. Same here. I mean, like, just I mean, we talked about how much we love The Force Awakens and you know, our experience with seeing that movie when it came out and the rewatches and stuff like that. I mean, we're just on cloud nine, and all we want is the, the continuation of that story, and it picks back up right there. The last scene was Ray on the island. The last scene is her handing the lightsaber over, and we see her, when we know she's on that island. So like, oh my god, like, how does that go down? The the hype was real with this trailer. Dude,
0: it totally was, and uh, what
2: a special time it was to be a
0: Star Wars fan. It always is, right? But that time was like the most hype that I think uh, anything could be. Um, do, you, do you guys remember the your first viewing. I know Timmy only said you watched it twice, but, uh, I want to ask about that. And then also as a, I guess a, a, a B part to that. How did you feel about this movie coming off the heels of force awakens and rogue one? What was your initial thought? So John, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I saw this movie with. Uh, so if you if you watch the Geekiverse content and if you watch the MCU reviewed, you might know a uh, our good friend Rashawn Anderson. I saw this movie with Rashawn, and I think we were with a couple other folks too. But Rashawn and I were next to each other. We got separated from the group, and um, we we saw it on opening night, whatever the earliest showing was for that Thursday before. And that's how you do it nowadays. Um, and I remember throughout the movie thinking like, "Okay, this is a little slow. This is interesting. What an interesting way to tell the story. Oh my God, these, these highs are so high. Like." oh, that's an interesting way to do this, do that, whatever. And I remember walking out of this movie and convincing myself that I liked it and and almost like putting on like a, oh my God, that was amazing. But in the back of my head thinking like, was that amazing? Like, did I like was that a good movie did i love that but still having that conversation like oh this was awesome this was awesome like knowing that i wasn't ready to commit and to like verbalize the fact that like i'm i was so so on it like after that first viewing i just remember thinking in the back of my head and i could almost tell that Rashawn like when that conversation we like we were talking the same way like yeah that was awesome wasn't it <laughs> wasn't right?
0: dude Oh my gosh, so so much of the similarity there. I, I'm gonna just jump in quick. Yeah, same thing. So we probably were in the same theater, John again, I would, I would imagine. Uh and I remember like almost like talking throughout this movie, like at certain points and turning to whoever I was sitting next to and be like, Really? Oh, that happened? Oh, like uh you know, Luke throws the lightsaber in the first ten minutes of the movie or whatever. And I go, We waited two years for that. That's that's what happened there? Like that was the start of the, the questioning for me. And I remember the credits rolling on this and I felt so unfulfilled. Like I didn't know if this was supposed, it's a middle chapter in a trilogy, but I didn't know if it was better as an intro or a th- the closeout because I was like, where are we, what are we doing here? And when the credits start rolling, I said, what are we, what are we going to do for episode nine? What's happening with General Leia? How are we to tr- take the six opportunities we had to kill her off in this movie because of what happened with Carrie Fisher? I'm like, so I'm like, wh- what are we doing? There were so many questions here that I had some answers I didn't like. And I just remember on the way home, even uh, turning to my sister, Jamie, and and same thing, John. Like, I was trying to talk myself into loving this movie because I wanted to feel how I felt when I saw Force Awakens. Which I unabashedly was like, that's the best. I love it so much. I'll never feel this high again for Star Wars. I wanted to be there again for Last Jedi, but I couldn't get there. This is such a deep and heavy movie. And I, so going home and reading constantly just anything I could find on this online forums, questions, comments, articles I went back the next day and saw it as I always do. And I was like, my eyes were opened. I was like, I understand what Ryan Johnson. People who said, oh, there's plot holes left and right. I'm like, "Mm -mm." no, there wasn't. And all of that changed my perspective quickly. Whereas in a 24 hour time span, I went from not loving the movie to absolutely loving it.
2: That's like that's so interesting because I had such a similar experience. So I, I I I saw this movie when it came out. I had that like internal struggle, but like was trying to tell myself that I loved it and that I didn't dislike it, whatever. And I get home and I watch my favorite YouTube creators. I watch their review of it. They they I, it was already up. I, they got to see it early, so I'm like, all right, cool. Can't wait to watch this movie and go home and see their reaction. And one of them immediately says, I hated it. That's their first. <laughs> that's their first reaction. And my immediate response to that was, wait, I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. Like you, like I got defensive. I'm like, you hate it? I didn't hate it. And then I immediately start to think about like, why, why would I, why do I dislike it? What are, what are these? Like, what's this conversation look like? And I start looking into stuff that you like, like you, just understanding a little bit more about what went on. Like at face value, seeing this movie right after, uh, after the Force Awakens, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting.
0: It is, and with Force Awakens, it was. I, I truly do consider it my favorite, if not the best, Star Wars movie. And there's not a lot to like question with that movie. It's very black and white, even though answers are not they're, they're left unanswered till we we get to a questions, movie like this. Questions and then are asked nine.
2: in that movie, and that's what makes it so fun because it asks such fun questions.
0: Sure. So I think the same thing when people started going like chronic crapping on this really quickly, I was like, well, I don't feel like that. I want to lean towards loving this. I'm not there either, but I tell you that second viewing, I was like, I know the rules. Ryan Johnson's kind of set out there. Like there's stuff that I didn't understand as I was watching it for the first time, but watching it the second time, I was like, no shit I see exactly what I missed the first time around and now I appreciate the hell out of it because it's very detailed and if you blink you miss it and it's very deep there's like three or four storylines going on it's emotional like dude, watch the behind the scenes with this these actors and actresses had a hard time filming this movie because of all of that it was heavy right that's what Ryan Johnson did here so uh, Tim your' first viewing th- like what what do you remember feeling
1: about this like the other ones I think so when I first watched um the Force Awakens, I actually watched it because I watched this trailer. So when I saw the trailer, I'm like, shit, I gotta catch up. I'm just gonna watch it, you know, the hell with it, I don't need to see the other movies, I'm just gonna watch the most recent one. So I watched it, and then I didn't see it in theaters, it was a little bit after. So for me, this is my second time viewing it, and even on top of that, I haven't seen episode 9, so even now, I still don't have any idea, like, where they go with it. So it's a little different for me. Um, kind of coming off of Rogue One, and um, re-watching it again this time, I'm still back and forth on it sometimes. You know, I I I love a lot about the movie and other things I'm like, you know, could they have done it differently? And again, I think it's what Joe said. You know, I've built an emotional connection with a lot of these characters and you kind of have these ideas in your head of what you want them to be. And when they're not what you want them to be, it kind of makes you want to look at it differently and kind of gets your clouded vision in a sense of, hey, you know, this wasn't what I thought. And it's hard to get out of that funk of, you know you have this idea of a character for the past you know six movies, and then they're kind of saying, "Oh well, this character isn't exactly what you thought it was, and this is where they're going with it and it it's difficult i like I said, I like it a lot, I think there's so much that's well done, and even in the first viewing and the second viewing, I still feel that way. I'm still fifty fifty on it sometimes, you know, but i I like it a lot like I'd go we watch this again it's just it's a great movie, you know, but Th- this there's is a not, lot going on
0: this it, is not a movie where like like on that first night, I tried to talk myself into liking it. And I remember talking to my sister and being like, do, do I write the review tonight? I feel I feel like cloudy on it. And she's like, you're seeing it again tomorrow. Just wait a night and go then review it after. So I did. I gave it a 9 out of 10 after my eyes, eyes were opened from what I, I consider. So Luke is such a big talking point in this movie. I actually think... Despite what Mark Hamill has said, where he fundamentally disagrees with how Ryan Johnson portrays this character, I think this is exactly who Luke Skywalker is. It's not the Luke Skywalker we all imagine would be in an episode seven, eight, or nine after we got Return of the Jedi. You kind of imagine that stoic Jedi master that we, we see a little bit of in the Book of Boba Fett in those Mandalorian episodes, I think. But I'll get into some of that as well. Why, John, why I mean, do you God. think
1: this is who he should be? I guess that maybe elaborate that a little more cuz people don't have questions.
0: I will come back like to me. that.
1: Yes. Okay. We got to talk yeah. about it cuz I I'm very curious on your perspective Yes. So
2: I mean I said we just get into the Luke stuff right now. Yeah. I mean okay. You teed it up for us. So you know? he, here here's what I'll say about Luke. So uh, so why do why do we n- like or not like this version of Luke? So John, go ahead. I I am totally fine with this version of Luke and Luke being in this space. I am totally fine with the fact that he's given up on the Jedi, the fact that he sheltered himself off, the fact he doesn't want to help. Like, I'm on board for that storyline. I could totally see that Luke ending up here. I don't necessarily like the way that it was actually directed and portrayed. I don't like – I didn't really like the island scene. I didn't like – I, I didn't like the comedic elements of it. And again, I love comedy in these movies. I'm not, I'm not going to be here and, and tell you don't put like comedy in Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that. That is not what I'm saying. I love that stuff when it's done, done when it's done well. I, I thought that some of the comedic elements in this island scene didn't fit well. I felt like. I felt like it was like a cat and mouse game of Ray kind of just chasing him around the island. And he was kind of just like this bumbling old man. Like, I just didn't love the way it was portrayed. I just wish that it was a little, Luke was a little more serious about it. I just wish that it was just done differently. And that's, that's, that's my only issue with, with the, the Luke situation is just like, I didn't like the way that it played out on screen. And, and, and again, it's not that I hated it, it was just like an interesting tone to start the movie. It's like, okay, he tosses the lightsaber behind him. That I don't. That I don't see. That I'm like. Ah, I, I don't see, have a have yeah. a conversation. Have a conversation. Like, like, nope. Like,
1: yeah.
2: Again, you,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think that? So, are are you saying, John, you take that? That that was kind of meant to be a little bit comedic.
2: Yeah, and it still hits yeah, that I way for so me. Too. Like, I almost hear a sound effect. I almost hear whoop <laughs> when I watch that in my head. You know, like it's because it, it exactly it, in right. the in the music cue sets it up for that, whether intentional or not. Like, there's there's a dramatic music cue and then the music ends and he tosses it.
0: I, sure. I that's totally fair cuz the as I said the first thing I said was I just waited 2 years for that. Right. I didn't I didn't hear him say something about my daughter or something that I was like in my or whoever she might be like none of that like, who are you she he Right. He, that's what he does. And is then it, you know like there's that's part of the ride for me. Sh- in hindsight is that ray finds this jedi master she did this crazy deed and got there come back help us that's your reaction like i felt like i was her in that
1: moment Uh, yeah i feel like go ahead I, i feel like they were so when i first watched that and again when i watched the second time i really felt like they were trying to like pull some strings back from the original um series the you know the the first three or second th- uh, episode. I think it was episode four with Yoda where he's, Yoda's just acting all crazy and he gets there and he, he's going to... Tr- or was it five? Yeah. Was that five or four? Yeah, so Five where he gets there, he's acting all crazy. They try to have that comedic element. I felt like they were trying so hard to make him like a Yoda and but- it just doesn't work for Luke for me. Like I don't feel like it was meant to... That's not his personality. And that's why I felt like it was weird at times. Not that I disliked it. I just felt like... Sometimes it was forced that he was trying to be like that, like have the comedic, like, I don't want to train you, prove to me. And then, oh, you found the dark side. Like, I felt like there's so yeah. many little things that kind of remi- remi- reminded me of that.
0: I understand a lot of people who uh, really even like grew up with the original trilogy, or like us, we maybe more so grew up with the prequels, but, you know, we were very, or myself, I guess, I was very aware of the original trilogy in, in you know, around seven, eight years of age. It's not the Luke I anticipated getting. Right. We get the Jedi Master at the end of The Force Awakens, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? Well, this is what Luke has been through. So so Luke saves the galaxy. He's off, off the high of that at the end of Return of the Jedi. He, he saves his father. He He's kind of unstoppable. He's He talks about it later in Last Jedi, the, the hubris of the Jedi, right? The ego, so to speak. And... When he says, well, I can just start a new Jedi Order. I can do this. I can... uh," Oh my gosh, that mighty Skywalker blood, right? He's got Ben Solo and whatnot. It's his sister's son, his nephew. And he he does all of that. And he's like, I've got my successor here. But it doesn't go well, to say the least. Luke falls into what seems to be a very human mistake, which in this case is... He sees what's in Ben's future, but Yorick tells him in Empire Strikes Back that the future is always in motion. Right? So, like, it could happen, but it could also go an infinite number of ways. It, so, like, okay. he sees his
2: friends dying in Cloud City. It's, it's, it's like Captain America says anytime someone tries to end a war before it starts, innocent people die.
0: Right? Exactly. So, he's already feeling this guilt over it. And because he knows what happened, with his dad, Darth Vader, he says, I can't let it happen again. I'm going to kill my nephew. He gets so clouded. What horrible guilt to, to do that to your apprentice, to someone so close to you, to, to your sister Leia, to hunt, and to see those stories play out. The immense guilt of that failure as a result of a bad decision you made in an impulse I think that would leave me bitter for the rest of my days. And I would be like, I'm not touching the force again. I'm not screwing this up again. I'm better off dead away from the rest of the galaxy to create the next Darth Vader here. So Luke goes and hides. He goes to that Island to die. Like he says, and he's super bitter. He's, he's got slight elements of like the old man, Logan in him, right? To a different degree. Yeah. So when he sees that and he sees Ray, I think his first impression is, are, are, I don't know, first of all, who you are. Are you kidding me? That's, you're bringing me that lightsaber, which is is jarring for, for a lot of reasons? Of course I'm not coming back. That's ridiculous. So the irony to me, too, is that Luke saves the galaxy in Return of the Jedi by throwing that lightsaber away and not fighting. He thinks in his head, "I'm I'm not getting back into this. I'm tossing that lightsaber. Good luck. So there's a little bit of that with Luke where he, in his core, I'm not fighting. I'm not doing it again. That's what happened with Palpatine. You want me to come back and join the fight and go, you know, basically face the First Order. I'm not doing it. And I think he had all that time to stew on the failure, plus the failure of the Jedi as a whole, not just his role in it. So as this goes on, this, to me, is who Luke Skywalker would be considering all those events happened. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but I think Ryan Johnson actually got it right
2: i i completely agree i don't i don't disagree with it at all and I, I don't think that this is uh I, I don't think this is a stretch for luke's character i don't dislike where they went with it like it's super interesting and like it makes so much sense especially with the story they're trying to tell you know especially with right. the background of what happened with him and kylo Ren, you know his, his nephew right like it makes perfect sense and i have no issue i have no reservations to to seeing luke skywalker stumped to this to this low right and i think that's what a lot of people who are fighting against this uh, you know who don't like this movie that's their big thing it's like, that's that's my hero that's my luke skywalker that's the, that was my childhood hero i don't want to see him like this that's not my re- i don't have any reservations with the storyline at all to be honest but that's not my issue with 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 this at all it's just the way it was portrayed it's just a little Sorry. too it, it, it's just a little too comedic for me it's, you know it's a he's kind of like this grumpy old guy and, and some of the lines are just like uh you know like go away like it's just some of it's just like you you could have you could have portrayed this a little bit better to me at least on screen i, I would i you know they're they're I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how you do it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a director, but um, it, it was a little jarring for me. It still is. It's still when I watch this movie, it's still a, a, a bit of a jarring way to show us that Luke is this hermit and you know he, he's a recluse and yeah, that's that's it's just the direction for me. It's not the it's not the what. It's the how. It, it's yeah, funny I'd to me too.
0: Like he he goes into hiding for different reasons than Ben Kenobi, who is comparable in a few ways. Ben is hiding because they're waiting for the right time to bring the Jedi Order back in the form of Luke and maybe Leia. And he's hiding from the Emperor and uh, Darth Vader, his assassins, all of it. Luke's hiding because he says, I'm better off being way out of the way here because I screwed this up and I screwed this up big time again. I recreated the very thing that set this galaxy on this course. I see what you're saying with the comedy. I don't agree with it, John, but that's fine. That's just a matter of opinion. Like sure. to me, to me it worked. Uh, to a lot of and, people, it didn't. And I think if it was a tiebreaker for some people, they hated it because again,
2: yeah, and they I had keep- this expectation of Luke for sure. not being like this guy. And, and that's a different conversation than what we're having. Because again, I'm totally it on is. board with this, Luke. And I keep saying comedy, and that's really not even like the crux of it. It's it's just the it's just the tone. It's just the tone feels weird. It's not it's not all the comedy because even some of even some of that stuff that happens comedically on the island is funny. Like when, 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 you know when Ray reaches out and she's like, Oh, I feel it. I feel it. And he smacks he her. Smacks oh, you know what I feel? I love that. Like some of it, some of it yeah. works really well. So just saying the word comedy is not what I don't like about it. Just, just totally the way they're representing Luke's descent to whatever Luke is at this point. is just, it just doesn't hit the way I wish it would. And, and, and I, I guess it maybe So backing up a little bit here, the the first scene of this movie really right? it It is uh, it, it it it's an awesome space battle. Maybe one of the coolest space battles we get in star Wars. Like it, it is really, really, really good. But I, but I don't like the Poe and the Hawks exchange. I think, I think I, and I hate even saying this because like, I think that it's, it's so defendable because like, I love comedy in star Wars. I love the quips. I'm here for that. I'm so here for that. We've talked about it with our MCU. We talked about it in star Wars. Like, Oh my God, I love the little quips and stuff like that, but I just don't think that exchange lands. Between poems, I, I did see, I did. Not. I'm so the it, it, it it like i I was there for most of it, and then like it gets a little awkward with the silence thing and like the oh I'm on hold. Like I'm like, okay, not bad, not bad. And the second he says your mom, I'm like, it's an eye roll for me. I'm like, ah, it didn't it, it it just again, fine with comedy, that wasn't funny to me, right? I, so, I,
1: I don't think it was funny either, but I, I get the pers- what he was doing, there's a purpose oh, behind it, which is why I'm okay with it.
2: No doubt, but like you're, you're, you're trying, you're trying to stall Hux. I, got it. Yeah. Bar is set. You're trying to do it in a funny way. Got it. Bar is set. But like, it wasn't funny to me. So I'm like, immediately mean, like, I'm, I, you know, it, sure. I, I know Poe is chairman. I know he's funny. I just didn't love that. So like, that's already where I'm at with like the comedy in this movie. And then to get to the island and see like Luke also having some vibes that I don't vibe with. I'm like. Early early on in the movie, I'm like, uh oh, is this for me? That's kind of like where I start with it. But again, I we, take we, offense we,
1: to the Poe thing because he's my Moon Knight, you know.
2: I, I love <laughs> Poe, dude. I love Poe so much. But like again, the second he drops the "your mom" line, I'm like, that was that was a little cringy. This
1: entire movie, I'm waiting for him to talk in like an accent. Oh, fucks, <laughs> so, <you know? laughs>
0: so he's my apocalypse. And I couldn't even say it with the straight. Face. Oh
2: my god, uh, and that'd so, be something JT would say with the straight face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the second
2: best thing next to Morbius. Jamie G-T. Love you, GT.
0: Uh, yeah. See, I thought it all was fine, and yeah, I, like the beginning. I, it was I was fun. stoked about it. So, so John, what is it about it? So it, it's just
2: not you, funny. You just, like you just, <laughs> you, just, you just you don't want it there at all. No, I want it there. I want it there. Poe Dameron is funny and charming. I love that. I love the idea of the beginning of that scene, and it works until it gets a little too cringy. Like it's just it just doesn't play well to me. Like hux is like. Confused and and there's like an awkward silence and like the awkwardness just isn't it just doesn't hit for me and I love the comedy like Poe Dameron should be funny I'm totally on board for that but like that didn't work for me that's it I feel like the silence fits so well because
1: he's so like Hux has to be so proper like even like when he gets in trouble he's like I'll take this in my chamber and he starts to walk back like I just feel like that's his personality why it fits how about real quick
0: though when. So Dom oh, um, Dom Gleason plays hucks. His reaction when he says he, he can hear me? It, it's so priceless. Yeah. Good. Also, I don't know if you pick up on it that Poe calls him general hugs.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah hugs. I forgot that design. I saw it. I was like, Yep, that's, I lo- I that's love that. freaking
2: hysterical. That is funny. Hugs is funny. Yeah. That's good. That's good. It's just it, it, again, it, it ends up being the your mom thing where I'm just like, Sure, okay, so- I'm done. Does this fundamentally change like your overall opinion of the movie, or is it just? A, I,
0: I don't want to say picked no, it, degrade no, it, but like, is it? A, no, it's a small point. It's a tone, it's least a, favorite.
2: It's a tone setter. That's what it is, though. Like, it's a tone setter, and that, that I, I only brought it up to to kind of go into the fact that sure. the island scene with Luke and Ray is next. So, like, this okay. is where my brain was at my first viewing when I'm like, I don't know if I love this, but since then we've had we we already had the conversation. Sure. I do love this movie, right? So, what, like, what about
0: so? I I had so a lot of people who were coming at me (laughs) with those social media posts were saying it's it's too they're trying to be too Marvel with with the comedy and I I said comedy has always been in Star Wars I think we've just gotten numb to it because it's. We've seen some of these movies for over thirty years now,
2: yep, I totally disagree with that. yeah, I love it. I love the comedy like yeah. I think that so much of it does land. and I think that like some of the best Star Wars comedy is in this movie. I'm so and so if, into it, like with like like chewing the Porgs, that's so fun to me like there's <laughs> there's a lot like I said I said the um the the Luke and the Ray with the the leaf and the horse and stuff like that. I'm so here for that, like that is Star Wars to me too. It's just like a few of them didn't land so if and it, to me, it's
0: funny because like, people mean it as an insult. It's too Marvel. I'm like, oh, oh, really? The greatest saga in the last 10 years or 20 plus really is the MCU. You're going to tell me that that's, that's a bad thing? Like, Get out of town. So I, we're let's just do this. We'll jump all over, all around here, the movie. I've got some of my notes just to guide it. But uh, really, really good discussion so far. Uh, first Star Wars movie not to have any time jump. They've all moved out a few years, if not a few months. That was really intriguing to me. Like, We get The Force Awakens, how it ends. We're not jumping ahead. We're going right into it. I was so curious as to how that was going to be. Originally, the the scene where Finn is um, in his leaky bag thing, where it's painted over him, that was going to be the start of the movie. I'm happy it didn't start that way. I'm happy it started in space with that epic battle. It's kind of got that shades of how Revenge of the Sith started. Just like, let's go, you know?
1: Right. Really quick, bad, I just want to chime in here too. I just uh been listening to uh Light of the Jedi and I just got to the part where they first talk about like the what is it where the what is it called? Not the Cryer Chamber, where they Wait, put him in the water. The back to tank. Are you on
2: number two? Back to tank. Rising yes. storm, rising storm. And that
1: like yes, yeah, so that's like the first time they kind of have a development, I think, right with um what's his name? Oh my god, I'm so bad with names today. Uh I can't remember. But anyways, he puts him in the back to tank. And that kind of reminded me of that well, when Finn? I was thinking of it. Yeah, Finn reminded me of that because that's like the first time I've. Oh, the person that goes in the back
2: to take in Rising Storm. Okay, got it. Yes, no, no spoilers for Joe. That
1: makes sense. Um, yeah, but yeah,
2: but yeah, that, that's what's fun about uh, the like, the the High Republic is like Bacta is like a like a new substance. There's like the yes. comics and a couple of the, there's a couple of quips in the in the, the those books is like, oh, we found this new regenerative like you know plant basically. It's called Bacta. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a really cool origin for that.
0: I agree. There, I do. Re- Uh, recall some of that from the first book thought it was awesome Uh, do you guys know who says uh or has the honor of saying i have a bad feeling about this in this movie
2: is is it a droid bb8 yep
0: (laughs) so right early on when we see the x-wing uh poe responds happy beeps bb8 says i have a bad feeling about this i thought that was just a fun little thing that uh, ryan johnson put in there
2: There, BB 8 has his best beep in this movie, and I don't know what it is. I forget, I forget the, 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 the... is it when he pretends he's pretending to be a mouse?
1: (laughs) Yes,
2: that's not the one (laughs) I'm thinking (laughs) of, (laughs)
1: which (laughs) which
2: is great. There's one where it's like a clear oh no, and it's just so good. It's like a, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's literally just like someone took the words oh no and just augmented them. It was just, BB 8's so freaking cool. Yeah, he totally is. The best droid. He's the best boy. Uh,
0: what a start, honestly, to this movie. I It just goes in the space battle there, even getting to seeing the planet. We've got Lieutenant Connix getting a lot of screen time. That's Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord. I'd love that they incorporate her a lot into this. We see a little bit more of her in uh, episode nine. And uh, it's just powerful. Even seeing the Star Destroyers come out of uh, hyperspace and the First Order slash Kylo Ren theme playing, oh man, this movie hits hard and it hits quick with that underlying dark tone. Um, Princess, or uh, excuse me, General Leia. Commander Leia. Commander Leia. Looking at half of the fleet destroyed on that touch screen is such a sobering thing. And the way she looks down is like, oh my gosh, that puts beautifully into perspective, how screwed the resistance is. Plus that final bomber that the resistance has just in the middle of all of that chaos, that slow motion sequence, you see it going over the star destroyer. Like they're going to be in trouble in this movie. There's no getting around it. it, You know, it,
2: it does a good job of just showing how bad of a call that poe made like you know like we're all we're all rooting for him like we all want yeah take take it down take it take down the dreadnought go 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 poe like for sure and then we like you get the reality of it it's so well done like that's the direction we talk about that's the cinematography it's just a scene of of carrie fisher and her facial expression looking at a screen of like two little squares left of like what 20 right so it's just it's so well done it's like oh oh you, you, you messed up man isn't that funny? Like we root for him through
0: that, and like you said, and it just—it was so short-sighted. It, yeah. it, General Leia is saying, "Let's not do this. Let's like—we got to think long term here."
1: Was it really that bad though? Yes. Oh yeah. Do you think? Do you think? I mean, they would have tracked him anyways. Do you think that they would have tracked him with the bigger ship, and then? But they would figured they
2: have figured out. Survived as well. They would have had more yeah. ships. They would have figured out all they figured out anyways, but with more ships. Right.
1: I'd be curious if how long they would have lasted if they got, you know. I, I guess, uh, ambush through hyper, they come out of light speed, right. And, uh, they get ambushed by it more. Like how would that have been well,
0: to me? It makes it the all enemy- the worse because you just wasted like 75% of your fleet to do essentially nothing. So right. you right. could have just kept all that and saved those lives. By the way, general Leia says that she says, uh, there were dead heroes, but no leaders when she Agreed. talks to Poe. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's kind of interesting. And, um, Let's see, let's see. Uh, jumping back to the island in Luke's little hut. There's a lot of quick Easter eggs in there that flashes around. The first thing that it shows, there's a kyber crystal which is Darth Vader's uh from Return of the Jedi, so Luke keeps that lightsaber. And then also if you look quickly, there's like a blue compass. That is something that Luke picks up from one of the Emperor's vaults in the Battlefront 2 campaign, which is a nice little Ooh. tie-in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I can't so that. I know. There, there was a little a little substance there uh oh but speaking of which with uh, Snoke coming around in that hologram form and being pissed at hux on the star destroyer uh general hux the the stunt double broke his nose on that so when you, when he smacks down you hear that crunch that actually happened <laughs> that's,
2: that's a brutal that's crunch awful. too that's brutal
0: yeah so he actually broke his nose that that's insane to me this
2: is uh, I can't. Th- this goes into another issue i have with not just it's set up in this movie but it's it's the next movie as well and this is no spoilers for that movie but like the the transition of of hux's character he character he's like he's a meme like he's comedically hux right like he he is a specific character in the force awakens and i think that he he is that guy's he got the bravado he's very proud of what he does like there's this there's this rivalry with kylo ren but i think he just becomes a meme of that in this movie and the next one it's just like you know okay I think Hux I think Hux deserved better as a character. I think he was a little there's a little bit more depth there. I think he was a, a, a more interesting antagonist and I think he kind of just became a little a little reductive, but
1: I I just love that we got we went from force K, 4K force choke to uh 4K force slam. 4K force slams, love it. Yeah, so
0: See, I I like Hux a lot in this movie. I am feeling the same way you were John with episode 9 with him, which we'll get into. That then you know, there's there's some stuff there.
2: I but think this is the beginning of that, though. Like he's just like he's a meme of himself. It's so over the top. Like the like, yeah. Like the, I'll take this to my chamber. Like it, it was, it was very, yeah. very, very, very over the top.
1: Yeah, I feel I like understand. part of my thought on that too, though, is I feel like when, because again, he's playing a character, and I feel like when there's a character like that, and they get in a moment of like they feel like they're losing control they start to act like more proper and like start to lose it a little bit and i feel like that's him losing it like yeah. i feel that's what my take on it
2: i that's fair but i feel like in episode 7 Hux will be able to read the room and like and understand like everybody knows that i screwed up here like the things aren't great i'm not going to put on this bravado and literally march like this back to my chambers and then get you know 4k4 slammed i just think there's yeah. there's i think there's a clear difference in like they just ramped it up which is again it does work like it that's the character it is and like it was a pivot to serve this purpose like this is the guy right this is the this is the comedic antagonist and you know it serves a purpose but i liked i liked hux and force awakens better i guess i'll say
0: yeah that's fair uh Love the Snoke and Ren interaction very early in the movie. This does not quit. This movie goes and goes and goes right from what happened really just hours earlier, if not minutes in The Force Awakens. That's an intense interaction. We finally get our snow time too, right? Like in, in person as opposed to hologram form. Right. I love the Darth Vader commentary. The You're just the child in a mask, all of it. Him pushing him down further to try to antagonize him to really be gripped into the dark side. Because Kylo Ren is the first character we've ever seen where there's the pull to the light. It's always been the pull to the darkness. So what a what a polarizing character is, is as much of this movie. Uh, back on uh, on the islands, uh, the gross creature, you know, Luke gets the milk. It's green milk because Luke has a green lightsaber. I think that's a stupid, funny little thing, but like that was why they, they went with that.
2: So the blue traditional to blue, milk. blue to green is how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, that was a little much. Was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a little yucky. Yeah. No, oh. uh, you know what? I'm fine with it on his mouth. He, he didn't have to milk it in front of me. You could have left a little. You could have left a little, I, left a little suspension of disbelief. I
1: did there. love how Ray's like, oh, like excited.
2: when she. He did it, it like, oh, so aggressively and proud. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dude, we are Ray. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We in the audience are Ray in this movie. We're, sure. we're like, oh god, like,
2: aren't
0: we? We want to find out her parentage. We're excited to see Luke. We're super let down by who Luke seems to be. We see the milk. We want to vomit. <laughs> All of it. Uh, hyperspace tracking, as we see, teased in Rogue One. We talked about it on our last episode here. Very uh, cleverly put in there. The name of the ship that uh, Leia is on the the big cruiser. It's called the Raddus I don't know if you guys picked up on that, Admiral Raddus Admiral Raddus from Rogue One, so it's named after him.
2: Fun fact: uh, Gary would have wanted um, Akbar instead. He wanted Akbar, but JJ J. Abrams already already scooped that up for Episode Seven, so he had to create a new character. That's how we got Raddus Interesting. Yeah, they they should have gone with Akbar still. It would have been, been, been a lot of, of lime white for Akbar in the you know the reboot sure. of Star Wars there, but it's got to get his, his screen time after it's a trap.
0: It's but, famous, yeah. you know? Uh what, what do you guys think about what we refer to as the Carrie Poppins moment? So Leia's in space. I think, by the way, that's the end of of Leia, because in my head I'm like, this is the moment they kill her off. That beautiful piano medley plays of her theme song, which gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. it she's floating out there in space. Did you did you guys think when you saw this that that was the end of her? And how did you react when you found out it, it wasn't the end?
2: I, I did, for sure. When I, when I first saw it, I thought it was the end. I'm not going to speak to whether or not I think it should have been. That's not the point I'm going to make right now. I didn't like the way it was done, though. I it, I just thought it looked dumb. I, I, I'm not against Leia being able to do that. I'm not against even her surviving this. It just looked kind of dumb. Like, her just... Doing the thing and then just floating, the Leia Poppins. That's how you know. That's that's how the meme was formed. Yeah. Like she literally looks like Mary Poppins just floating. It, I just like the Luke and you know the way the way his you know the way his uh, recluse reclusiveness was portrayed. I didn't like the the way that this was portrayed on screen either. Not no, the I end of the, the world. It. I, I it, it's one of those things that it didn't it didn't ruin anything for me. I can I can get past it. But like I, I you know it could have been cooler. It could have been cooler to me.
0: Yeah. I I, it didn't bother me. A lot of people I know they were like, "What, what is that going on?" She's like a space witch. I'm like, no, she has the force. She's using the force for the first time on screen. That was right. that was my defense.
2: Yep, I'm not um, I'm not in the camp of saying like she shouldn't have the force and like I dislike this. Like, oh my, like, totally into that. Like that that again. My my issues aren't like the. I'm not coming. For, I'm not. I'm not coming at it with like a lot of the baggage that other people have. Like, oh, she shouldn't have the force, or like this shouldn't be our Luke Skywalker. It's just some of the portrayal. Makes sense.
1: I didn't mind it too much. I, I mean I thought it I thought it was a little little weird the like like you said, how she kinda comes back. I thought it up until I it lost me when that happened. I like how they kind of showed her it seemed to me like she was in the force to like keep stuff away from her so she could float back, which I thought was cool. But when she started floating, she was like a stationary figure, just like kinda going, which was it is what it is. It didn't really bug me too much. But I thought she was gone. When I first saw it, I'm like, that's how she goes. You know, that's yeah. I was kind of let down at that point thinking, like, okay, well there's no He doesn't even do it. It just kind of happens. And I'm like, uh, is that really how she's going to go? Just kind of his little lackeys shoot it after he decides not to. And then she's dead. Like I was just like, uh, I
0: love the sequence. I mean, before that with Kylo Ren, just kind of like hounding and just intimidating and flying close by there with his ship. But, uh, the moment where they connect and really find each other, I think is just so beautiful, and he decides not to pull yeah. the trigger because he yeah. just did the same for Han, right? Like he yeah, can't do really. it again. There's a little bit extra connection with them for sure yep. as you know we'll talk about later. Uh, but when Leia is originally floating in space and that and you see all the the lasers flying around her and nothing's hitting there just it's it's just war, right? I think that's a really beautiful moment prior to her w- kind of waking up and using the force. But sure. then that that kind of speaks to her will, right? Like she's she's General Leia. Her her time in this sort this saga is not done yet. Um, we talked about Chewie and the porgs. I think that is such a brilliant thing that happens uh, around the fire. Like, oh my gosh,
2: how could you eat them? Like, that's but, you, so are, but you know, Chewie, you already killed it. Just you might as well snack <laughs> on it. Like it's not right. you know, it's already dead. But don't you love that he goes so far the other way
0: that he like lets them stay on the Falcon and makes yeah. it their home? Even during the the Battle of Crate, he's just he's so upset, but he's not gonna hurt him because he felt bad.
2: I love the Porgs. Yeah. Me too.
0: Me too. People, that's another thing. People hated the Porgs. Like just just stop it. They're yeah, like, oh, like, it's Ewoks two point Get out of town. Ewoks were Get cool
2: too. Town. Enjoy something. Yeah. Have some fun.
0: Yeah, loosen up a little bit. Uh, the Luke and R2 D2 reunion is special to me. You know, R2 wakes up because that's kind of his master. It's like R2's his dog in a way. Right. Uh but then he plays back the the Leia message and oh, that's the moment Luke says, Okay, I'm not totally closed off to this.
2: What did he say? That was he, that was a low blow or that was cheap or whatever, whatever he said. It was like it was perfect. And it was
0: a cheap move. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh what do you guys think about Admiral Haldo
2: I a character? I, so, oh, man, this is the, like, you, you've got me on, on all the, 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 where I'm conflicted. I love Haldo. Like, I think, I think that the, the, the performance is great. The character is great. I just think that, like, it's, it's not a plot hole that she didn't communicate her plan with Poe. It's, it's, it's certainly not a plot hole. But, like, man, you could have, you could have avoided plenty of confrontation if you would have just looped him in a little bit. If you would have just told him, like, I got a plan. Like, I don't, like, I know there's there's frustration and, like, there, there's a lot going on, but, like, really throw the guy in jail and, like, not have a conversation. Just a little uh, – so there, there's just – like – it does take me out of it a little bit where, where I'm just like, you guys are having this conversation. Like, why don't you just tell them what your plan is at, in right. retrospect after learning it?
0: I hated her character the first time I saw it. And then again, going back and in hindsight, seeing what she was doing and kind of really a similar leadership style to Leia there. You don't have to kind of spill your, you know, everything. See what you're saying, John. You know, there's little things there that could just subtly you could communicate and then he might be there. But isn't it interesting how the movie kind of gets you to to maybe not like her? And you're like, what is she doing? Is she sabotaging them?
2: For she's sure. really not it, it's well right? done and, and, and I, I, laura dern is like top top tier actress like, laura she's, dern awesome. is like a, yeah. she, she's so good like I, I she's one of my probably top three actresses on the planet i love laura dern and she crushes it like, she makes you hate her she does it the right way but then like it, you know it comes around the story the story pays off and it comes around i so- um
1: oh God, i was just gonna say i kind of feel the same way when i first watched it, i was like oh you know i didn't really like her but You know, I think something that's kind of lost is, you know, Poe kind of feels responsible for a lot that happened, but she's just as responsible as he is by her not communicating. She's just as responsible for that whole thing transpiring the way that it did. The whole reason they found out about the um, escape pods is because Poe was trying to do something to save them because she didn't communicate her plan. So they're both just as much to blame because if she would have just told Poe, Poe would have been like, oh, that could work. Like right. he said to Leia when Leia told him. He, he, yeah, he immediately and understood, like,
2: like, oh, that's a decent plan, like, you know, a yeah. little, little bit of communication here. But that's the
1: whole reason the plan failed is because she never communicated, so Poe had his own plan because they both were trying to accomplish the same object- objective. Um, I get it, how it all kind of worked out. Like, I don't have any complaints about how it happened. Um, You know, I definitely was on the the tipping point of do I like her, do I not like her? And then at the end, I I did like her, but, you know... Just my thoughts on it, I guess.
0: I love that character. I'll tell you, and it's like I love how, her relationship with Leia. Oh, I'm yeah. also reading the the Leia novel right now, and it's about uh, her time in early leadership. It, it, she's like 16 years old, and Haldo is in that that class with her, and this is where they become friends. And I, it, it it gives even more context to what's going on, but you don't need it to appreciate the character is in that, the Last Jedi.
2: Is that Leia book? Is that Claudia Gray? Yes, I've been I've been wanting to get to that.
0: Claudia Gray, one of my favorite Star Wars uh authors, uh she she really connects with characters and she understands Leia a lot.
2: She writes the third book in uh the High Republic first trilogy. And it is good.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's a keeper for sure. So we talked about our thoughts on Haldo. What about our thoughts on Rose Tico? Kelly Marie trans character.
2: Like the old, controversial like, figure, right? Like but for no why? reason. But why is it controversial? Like it's so stupid. it is stupid this is like where i'm like all right i kind of i kind of hate this planet (laughs) like that's the kind of stuff where i'm like people like what are we mad about what do we every time i watch this movie i'm like i'm trying to find it trying to find what rose tika's character does that's so offensive like what's the like it's it's totally fine i i love rose like rose is so good i think she's i think she's honestly a standout character and like I I thought she brought a lot to the story. Me too. And I think Kelly Marie Tran is like an incredible actress and like she's super emotional. And her, you know, her her relationship with Finn is warranted. It's deserved. I I don't know what the nerds are so mad about.
0: I'm a huge Kelly Marie Tran fan. And what's funny is she was a massive Star Wars fan. This was the role of a lifetime for her. And it sucks that it went so sideways in terms of all the jerks out there who had nothing good to say. They don't have anything good to say when it comes to someone's. Someone personal like that, I I would say, don't say anything at all. It it just was ridiculous. I wrote an article on it. still up at thegeekiverse.com and how we failed as a fan base, so to speak, Kelly Marie Tran. It's just a joke. And I kind of, I was like, you know, I I would hope that Kelly would somehow, some way see that article one day and know that there's, more of us than there are of them as as they say later on in star wars
2: you know oh yeah the 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 vocal the vocal vocal minority is a huge thing when it comes to these fandoms like the the, it's it's just like you're not gonna you're not gonna write a review about a restaurant you had a good experience at right you're gonna go on you're gonna go on yelp and you're gonna blast it because something went wrong right so these these weirdos that had an issue with rose are gonna be the loudest on twitter right like why we'll never know but again they're weirdos. what was
1: the Again, I I didn't really follow it as much because I watched it a little later on. What were people saying? Like, what was the problem? There's people so, didn't like, why didn't people seem like her
0: to like her as a character? And felt that like she was pointless to the to that, the, the plot. I mean, like, she was an
2: add on, and all they, of this. They felt stuff. like she was a forced love interest for Finn. They felt like that it was like social justice stuff. Trying to oh, let's get an Asian character. Let's get another female character. Like there there was a lot of arguments that I saw that were just like. Bro, but like, we're we're
1: it's funny because I completely disagree with like right. all those points because I again like when I said at the beginning, like I felt like a lot of this story was about Finn. And I felt like she brought so much, like she called Finn out on his bullshit at the beginning, immediately like, What are immediately. you doing?
2: Yes. Like
1: right. this is ridiculous. And I feel like she had a point, like her sister just died and he's running away. Yeah. Like he's he's basically a coward and she calls him out on that. And I feel like she, you totally see the progression. Sick. Right. But you She's, see the progression of like all their stories together, like he kind of, you know, kind of has these blockers on sometimes where he sees stuff for what they are. And she kind of opens him up to let him see what they it really is. And I, I love that. So I think,
0: too, in many ways, she is also us in the audience. Like she sees Finn and she's like starstruck. And even, it's hysterical. He says, may the force be with you. And she was wow. like, that's hysterical. Super like, good, they, yeah. <laughs> you know, um yeah, all of it uh, to me, totally unwarranted. I don't care if you don't like the character; that's totally fine. But to kind of go after Kelly like that was a joke, You'll and um, it, it sucks because it really took a you know a toll on her as an individual. And they just you know go get a life, go get a life. Don't be a dick. Unfortunately, so, it's
2: not the first time we've seen that with Star Wars.
0: <laughs> no, no, definitely not. It won't be the last. Which, uh,
2: was, it,
0: um, right? Yeah. It's sad. I, I like, I like her character, and not. Not because a lot of people spoke up and didn't like her. I thought she was fun. I love her theme. John Williams made a theme for her. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I love a
2: good her. theme. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's, it, it captures her essence. It's hers and her sisters, honestly. Like it's you know, it's that it's that relationship. And it's almost like, you know, it, it is the resistance. Grunt. It, it is the per, it's 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 the yeah. representative of the person who's like boots on the ground, like actually in this, right? Like it's been uh,
0: too, right? Like for the first order, he was mopping it. They're saying like right. he was a, a a joke of a stormtrooper. She was behind the scenes kind of person. She's not in the trenches, but in, and they connect in a way that I think is special I
2: mean, for sure. And it's kind of it's, it's similar to like a Cassian Andor. It's like i you know I I don't get to choose when this is convenient mm-hmm. for me to you know to, to to fight for this cause. Like this is what it. Th- these are the stakes of somebody who lives this cause.
0: Even her her speech later on on the five years, which are those animals that they kind of race, right? Like, cool. and how how all of that is just ridiculous. And in the Canto Bite stuff, with how war is just funded, like there's there's some real life stuff there, right? Some similarities, and they really expose that because we always just take it for granted and assume, oh, the you know the emperor did all this. Well, well okay, great. Where did he get it
2: from? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, oh, it's oh
0: a, the Rebel Alliance bought these things too. So you know, it's bad versus
2: good. There's no gray area when you're you know when you're an onlooker.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we'll get a little bit more into that too. Uh, Maz Kanata, we get her for about a minute in this. I love that whole thing with <laughs> the awkwardness towards mentioning the code breaker and how you know he, she implies some things there and, and Rose and Finn just kind of look at each other like, did, did she just say that? And she's talking about a, a dispute, right? and they're firing at each other like what is really happening holy yeah. crap what is your life like Mod It's just Panotic? like a,
2: it's like a, it's like a board meeting like yeah we're just having a board meeting here <laughs> just like right. hiding behind, behind a desk firing like all right sounds good it's so good it was interesting uh, can i i, I will i will say master code breaker <laughs> kind of sucks kind of a crappy uh I, it's just like master code breaker should be the thing that we call this situation as a meme like they like we sh- they shouldn't use the word master code breaker it, it just seems a little like okay okay now thanks for you you gave us a curmudgeon. you you gave us a, a, a something to chase and you and you titled it master code breaker right. not my favorite part the the new
0: force power we see another one which is the di- dynamic between uh ray and kylo ren which was a little bit confusing at first but then you know the movie kind of keeps playing it over and over again with all these connections super interesting and then it begs more questions why are they being connected of course or why do they find that and uh, it it changes the rules a little bit um the description luke is the force when ray is on the rock and you know he's doing all the funny oh can you feel the force reach out um that's a very beautiful way to describe it and really kind of set the record straight for what the force is. Cause we kind of think of it as this magical power that only the Jedi or only the Sith are born with and the midichlorians, et cetera. Luke kind of throws that out and says, This is what it is. And he goes deep dive into the balance between good and bad.
2: Ryan Johnson does a lot of doubling down on like original trilogy, like not even theories, but verbiage and like Bringing back that vibe, where we, the way the way that that the the force is talked about right there, the way that they like, how many times was the word rebel used in this movie, and how many times was it used in the Force Awakens, right? Like it's just the the callback to the original trilogy, and in the uh, like you always say, the poetry, right? Yeah,
0: for sure, and. I feel like Ryan Johnson was so detailed. He did his homework. He he loved the, it seems like he loved those movies. He also loved the prequels. There's a lot of respect paid to those that is brought to this. So like, it, maybe that's another reason people don't like the last Jedi is, is there's some of, some of that in there. I get it. I think it's wrong, but I get it. Uh, the, so back on Canto by the casino, the, the alien that's talking to the police, uh, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, by the way, kind of interesting. There oh, cool. yep. There's a lot of cameos right. in this movie. There are um, the little alien that's pumping the the coin is actually Mark Hamill. Uh, he does the mocap there dude, and, and the that,
2: one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes in this like comedically in this movie is just that dude, he's just hammered out of his mind just pumping coins in the BB8 and it <laughs> gets to a point where he's like it's not doing anything he starts putting more <laughs> in. It's so funny. Yeah. Do you love how I don't know if you noticed but like when you hear BB8
0: either being thrown or rolled around yes that you hear the coin in him yes. <laughs> It's a little detail they could have left out, but they didn't. It's really good. They left no stone unturned, in my opinion. Um, when Luke talks about his failure with Ben when he's talking to Ray, that pain there is captured so beautifully by Mark Hamill and talking about even the failure of the Jedi with Sidious and uh, Vader, and then Ray's optimism to say, yeah, but Jedi also turned Darth Vader back to, to the light side. I think all that's so beautiful. Uh, the multiple viewpoints, the point of view, right? That's a thing in Star Wars of Luke and Ben Solo. What happened all throughout the movie? I'm wondering what really happened here. We got Luke's story. We got Ben's story. And then we got the real story kind of towards, uh, towards the, the, I would say the last third of the movie. Uh, love seeing all of that. I love seeing Luke again with the green lightsaber, uh, Ben, what did he look like? You know, he's got the blue lightsaber, his Jedi lightsaber. Uh, all of that was really good. And we didn't really get a lot of, um, flashbacks so to speak we've gotten visions and things like that but not outright visions of stories that happened in the past in star wars prior to this movie so that's a new dynamic for the series uh luke was so fixated on the future i was saying before this is a part of luke's failure even though yoda tried to beat it into him that the future is always in motion uh, Anakin failed with this, and that's why he became Darth Vader, because he was fixated on the fact that Padme was going to die during childbirth. He didn't know he was going to cause it. He was fixated on the, the fact that his mom was probably going to die. He couldn't let right. any of that go. Luke does that here. He says, oh my gosh, I see this, the darkness happening to, to Ben, and it's all because of this Snoke. And be- because of that, he's he's much like his father in this, and I love between Luke and Anakin Skywalker, because you would never think that it would happen based on what we saw in Return of the Jedi. Uh thoughts on the character DJ, Benicio Del Toro. Tim, what do you what do you think?
1: I liked it because again, you get that I again kind of talking about Finn's story, I feel like it introduced Finn to like this is the real world. Like it's not as cut and dry as you think. Like people do stuff for themselves. And I feel like that's the perfect representation of that is you get the guy who, you know, can do what they want, but what's the cost? And they don't really realize that till it's too late. But you know, he said it himself multiple times, that whole whole part of the movie is, you know, there's there's good guys, and there's bad guys, but none of it really matters. And the perfect example is the ship they're driving that made made all the um, weapons sold them to the good guys and the bad guys. And I feel like that's you know there's a lot of a lot behind that because there's a lot of real world you know reality in that and i feel mm-hmm. like you know you get him in there and the guy that backstabs you is the same guy that you're worried about but you use him because you have to and that's the world we live in so
0: i the, i like benicio del toro loved him even oh, he's you know great. talking about Guardians of the Galaxy and mm. uh even some of the the funny things here maybe were hit or miss for me, but uh, how he would always wave like this, I thought was was a funny yeah. quirk. Um, but I love his I- ideology there. Don't join, right? Like, right. don't waste your time. It's all big machine. He says it's all big money. Uh John, what did you think of the character DJ?
2: I'm I'm with both of you. Yeah. So some of the some of the, some of the comedy stuff didn't hit for me, uh, for sure. But I think that his, his the, the point he serves to the story is awesome. I, I think that his character matters and I think it's a it's a good it's a good barometer for for what Star Wars is and you know the the point that he makes where it's like good as a point of view, right? Like you know, like there's 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 a different side to to each of these conflicts and like they're you know, there there's levels to all of this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh I love the the connection, of course, that we're seeing build between Ray and Kylo Ren, even though there's some opposites, of course, here with the light and the dark. But I love that Ray wants parents so bad and she's pissed at Kylo Ren because he had him and he kills his father. And she can't understand why he would do that. And Kylo Ren sees parents as a kind of a crutch and just like, be free, be your own person. I love that. They kind of don't get each other as a result of it, but Because of that, there's a little bit of commonality. Uh, Another confusing cave sequence, just like we saw in Empire Strikes Back. What was going on there, right? Uh, There were some theories that spawned. I've got way more thoughts on what happened there. I don't want to dive into it because I want to discuss it when we get to our Episode 9 discussion, believe it or not. Uh, I think it will tie in much more beautifully there when we've got some answers. Uh, Yoda shows up, and I tell you... I almost cried. I was like, oh my gosh, we are getting Yoda here. I don't like the look of this puppet. They went back to a puppet instead of CG. And you know why? They picked the wrong one. They matched it to the sick, dying return of the Jedi Yoda. We needed the Empire Strikes Back Yoda if you were going to do the puppet in my opinion. Just saying.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm on the record of saying like puppet Yoda, OG Yoda is not my Yoda. My Yoda is uh prequel Yoda. The one that's, you know, showing off. And the one that has the wisdom and it's not goofy and stuff like that, that being said, I love this. I thought this was such a cool yeah. callback because that's the Yoda that Luke knows. And that's the Yoda that we know with right. Luke. Right. So like, that's, that's yeah. I I thought that like, that was like maybe the, the biggest, the biggest pop for me in the theaters of just like, Oh my God, this is, this is so cool. And again, like, Maybe seeing those 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 nuances and the the, the I don't know the, the the silly antics the first time and, and watching them again in those original movies those those it's just fine for me but seeing it here really really hits the fact that it's a callback and the fact that it's what Luke knows like it's 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 a really really cool cool scene.
0: So I kept theorizing that we we're gonna see Yoda or Obi Wan in this movie, and what a way to introduce him with the quick pan around and oh my gosh he's in front of the camera. Um, the, so Mark Hamill cried on set seeing Frank Oz get into like the contraption that he needed to and then have the puppet ready to go. It's just so beautiful to have that breakdown there. Um, there's so much in this scene to love. First of all, Force Ghosts can interfere with the world now, right? Ben Kenobi says he can't interfere in Empire Strikes Back. But maybe they learned some stuff. Because we know that Yoda and Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon even were learning what they could do with the Force in the afterlife. Um, but the quote that just gets me every time and really takes me down a notch it's the greatest teacher failure is yoda says uh luke we are what they grow beyond that is the true burden of all masters and it's just i get chills every time i i, I hear that it's so sweet and so what a beautiful send off for what may be our last time seeing yoda who knows we'll we'll get some high republic stuff
2: but yeah at least yoda you know at, at this end of the timeline for yoda yeah, it's it's just so authentically Yoda, just
0: so pretty. Um, yeah, we we already talked about a BB-8 disguised as the the mouse droid in terms of his noise, man. That it's so great. When uh, when Ray and Ben are going up to the throne room in the elevator, I was convinced that Ben Solo was back, not Kylo Ren, because it's focused only on his face, and she says Ben, and he looks at her, and I was like. He's back. I was like, oh my gosh, we got this. Of course, that was not the case uh, as we get into the rest of that. But holy crap, the throne room scene. Let's dissect this. We talk about the Darth Vader moment in Rogue One and how for me, that's one of my top Star Wars moments. All of what happens in this throne room sequence, especially when that lightsaber ignites, is off the charts for me. So special. Snoke, we get the discussion with him and Rey. We don't know what's going through Kylo's head. Is he gonna really go and hurt Ray now? I the way he manipulates that lightsaber and the the speech that Snoke gives that talks about killing his true enemy and sensing clarity uh, in him. Oh my gosh, it was true, but yeah. he couldn't see it.
2: No, yeah. it's so good. He she's just he's literally narrating his own death. He turns the lightsaber and he ignites it to strike down his true enemy. Oh, it's so cool. I
0: can't believe we have that scene, and the way he he manipulates that lightsaber to come back to him, and then Ray catches it. Oh Oh, my gosh! Listen, guys, my theater that might have been the loudest outside of like of Endgame that I've ever had. That's close to like
2: Cap and Mjolnir right there. Like that is up there.
0: Yes, what a special moment that was, and the Force theme that plays from John Williams powerful powerful stuff and we don't get an outright lightsaber duel say in this movie you know a one-on-one this is, is this is more than I could have been, right. ever hoped for it, yeah. it, it,
2: might, it might be the best fight scene period you know, you, maybe you can't classify it as a lightsaber duel because it's not one because there's you know there's not two lightsabers fighting each other but it might be the best fight scene period I th-
0: I I have it in the conversation. If it's not like right. I I can't think of one it's, that's better. It's
2: so cool the creative uses of like what they're like just the the, the flow between Ray and, and, and Kylo like the uh, oh dude Ray's move where she drops it and catches it and slices him down and then at the very end where she chucks it and he just ignites it. Oh, it's so well done. Yeah, the choreography that, is so cool. It's interesting.
0: That moment of, where he does that with the lightsaber and it's silent another round of, like, just of eruption, oh, yeah. eruption. of applause there.
2: And all like, this on, like, the coolest backdrop ever. Like, it's, it's right. a, you're on a spaceship yes. and everything is red and all the all the Imperial guards are red. The weapon, like, that snake bendy thing, like, what did you, where did you get that from, dude? That's awesome.
0: mean yeah. we, we, we saw Palpatine's guards in M, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, but obviously we don't see them at all. Uh, got them all over the place, and... Some of, the, like you said, they're different weapons. They're fighting styles. They're formidable opponents to Kylo Ren and Rey. They're very right. special,
2: and they're not just like sticks. These are energy weapons. Like there, there's right. you know stuff going on here.
0: I also love. So this was like an maybe like a quick commercial teaser, but like Rey using the Force to to get Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Because of course there were all these these theories at the time that were like, is Rey going to go dark? What's going to happen? Is she going to join Kylo Ren? Because that was the tease. And anyway. I love seeing that that there. Um, so I, I think I talked about this before, but the moment the Haldo maneuver, where she turns the ship and goes light speed on the on the the fleet of star destroyers to sacrifice herself and really do some damage, before our movie at Regal, I think John, you said the same thing happened. Maybe uh, a tenant for the theater came in before the movie started. Maybe I'm confusing this with someone else. But a tenant came into the movie and said, listen, around halfway through the movie or a good chunk into it, there's a sequence where it is quiet for a a long time. He goes, that's supposed to happen. There's no audio there. So in my head, I turned to my friends. I'm like, oh my gosh, is there like a three minute sequence where there's just no sound? Because you hear Ryan Johnson so artistic. What's he got in his head for this? It was only a few seconds. It was yeah. totally overplayed. Like I don't think anyone would have questioned it, but right. that was really well orchestrated. Where there's no sound, and then when this the speed and the sound catch up to one another,
2: dude, ooh, that's powerful. When I talk about the highs of this movie, I talk about the throne room, and I talk I talk about that light speed maneuver right there. Like, yep. it, it is one it of their scenes. It's so cool. It's so brilliant. It's so beautiful it's so well shot and directed like the the silence the silence is crippling in the coolest way possible i i think of
0: any star wars movie this is the one where like there's no like dead space for me and maybe there are for some people but like even though there may not be like action in every sequence i'm always on the edge of my seat wondering what's next um and that is a, a perfect example of it like i don't know what that's going to look like we've never seen someone jump at a light speed in the middle of a battle before holy crap um time to let things all die you know kylo ren says it's very symbolic of the last jedi ryan johnson's trying to get away while respecting established star wars lore and i think it's an outstanding performance by adam driver the way he yells at ray there and he goes no no you're still holding on right he's got this rage inside of him uh, what what do we think about the the Finn and uh, Chrome Dome battle uh, between him and, and Phasma? It's
2: cool, yeah, really cool. That was good. The Chrome Dome uh, line is awesome.
0: The Rebel Scum line is Rebel really Scum, awesome. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say that. Hit hard. And but I feel
1: like oh ahead, Joe. Uh,
0: the only thing I was gonna say, you know, great that you see Phasma's face there for for a second. But uh, John Boyega when he, he like rises on that platform and hits her his face and intensity there is one of the best performances from him in a given scene that I I could recall. Tim, you were going to say something.
1: No. So I was just going to say that I feel like that's, again, I keep talking about, you know, Finn's story in this. And I feel like that's like the climax of his story is when he finally commits to being like a rebel. Cause that's like the first time that he actually commits to it. And I just feel like it's so well done because then it starts to lead into what happens next you know, throughout the movie. But I love that part. I thought it was just a, a cool fight scene. I'm glad that she kind of came back and was a little more, you know, of a badass than she was in the first movie when she just kind of got like, oh, you know, sure, let me unlock the doors or unlock whatever she did. And I was like, really? She How'd she get to where she was that she's going to do whatever they ask? So I felt like it was cooler in this movie how she she acted. But um, I love that. I love that whole sequence. So
0: I remember one of the commercials too for the movie was the sequence of her saying so good to see you again and yeah. they were basically saying that for Star Wars fans. Um yeah, I, all of that I love. I thought it was well done. Uh if you have the chance read the book. It talks about her backstory and how she gets into the First Order and it's really well. Check it out. Um the Battle of Crait and other similarities. Uh, there's a lot between *Empire Strikes Back* and *Return of the Jedi*. Uh, Gareth Edwards also, who, who directed *Rogue One*, he's one of the Resistance gunners. But talk about the visuals there. When I see the previews, I'm like, oh, they're on another snow planet. Nope, it's salt. That's that's what all of that comes from. And even the walkers for the the First Order, like the the their equivalent of the ATATs, they're not like feet they're like claws that come down like this and yeah. i feel like all of it's just so powerful and it, like the first Order is full of terror right so yeah the visuals I, talk, are so talk cool me through that.
2: Oh, like, dude, what what a cool i mean like just maybe the most creative planet in star wars like the, the just it's it's just so just so interesting like a assault planet with like red rock under it you know and the in those fighters they use to, to, to traverse it like oh my god so cool
0: they were creative at first with all this, right? We always say that like Star Wars planets have one ecosystem, really. It's it's just like, oh, it's just sand planets or forest planets. And they were getting creative. You had a salt planet. In uh, Rogue One, we were talking about the contrast and all the worlds we saw there. And we had... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Scarif. Scarif. Yes. Yeah, tropical. The beach. Yep. And then they kind of just fell off totally <laughs> after that. They're like, can we have another, can we have a fifth sand planet? Uh, you know, it's it's how it goes. Uh, I love, again, Adam Driver screaming, blow that piece of junk out of the sky because he's got that meaning. It's his dad's ship. Yeah. And then Finn going, oh, they hate that ship because he knows, <laughs> right? <laughs> him being on the, the inside there. Also, the poor Falcon, it loses another satellite. Uh, damn, you just can't keep them. So that rectangle one gone again. Uh, did you guys think Finn was going to die when he was trying to fire uh, down the center of that game? I thought cannon? so. Yeah, I didn't I, think
2: so. I thought especially because they didn't kill off Leia, they were going to kill off him for whatever reason. I'm like, okay, they they gave us one close call. I thought I thought they were going to go full send on that one, but you know, I yeah.
1: thought they were going to kill Rose. That's I, what I thought. I oh, thought there's yes. no way to kill Finn. So, Finn's going to live, but Rose is
2: going to sacrifice herself. When Rose, When I saw Rose cutting in, I also thought she would die too. But when I saw Finn by himself, I, I was convinced he would die. And then when I saw Rose cut in, I also thought, okay, she's going to die. And then no one died.
0: So I was in tears thinking Finn was going to die there. I really did. I didn't think it was going to happen where she came out of nowhere. And when she did and then gives her spiel and then falls down, I actually thought she was dead. I was you like, do, oh, right. so she, so she did. You know, right. there was meaning behind all of it. I'm happy that that didn't happen. But her line is so beautiful. And I, again, I cited this in my article in defending Kelly Murray Tran. And it was, we win by saving what we love, you know, as opposed to destroying what we hate. I thought it was just so beautiful. And it encapsulates what is special about her character and what opens the eyes in Finn. Uh, as, like you said, Tim, he finally commits to being a, a rebel here. How about that Luke and Leia reunion? Oh my gosh. We we got it. We got something between the original trilogy characters, finally. And then of course Luke says to Leia, no no one's ever really gone. Oh my gosh, it is of course, you know, Carrie Fisher is. It's just it's it's heartbreaking. Uh, and John, I know I know you don't like um you don't like C three PO, but I love Luke's little wink at him
2: there. <laughs> yeah. I I don't dislo- I don't <laughs> dislike C three PO. I love to hate him.
0: Oh, that's fair. Okay. Uh, so early in the movie, what does Luke say to Ray? What am I gonna do? Stare down the entire first order with a laser sword? Well, <laughs>
1: he does. That's
0: kind of what he does. Yeah, does he though? Right. So the poetic justice there, and what a, what a what a play there. So again, this is a, a sequence in the first time I'm seeing this, where I'm not really digging this. When when did you guys know that Luke wasn't physically there, or that something was going on? Like what? Any did anything cue you here?
2: Yeah, when when uh, when Kylo strikes his lightsaber right through him—that's <laughs> yeah, the first time you. I knew.
0: So did did him showing up in that his the like the robe he had, or how he looked like he just dyed his hair and beard like yeah. that all looked. It, it was way shorter too. No, I, I had nothing. That okay. all looked bizarre to me. Uh, what really confirmed that for me is when he pulled out the Skywalker lightsaber, the blue lightsaber. I'm like, why would he have that? It doesn't make sense. He could have gotten it from Ray, I guess. But at the same time, did we not just see that that lightsaber was destroyed from Ray right. and Kylo? So remember, they pull it apart. So I was like, I don't know what shenanigans are going on here. But in my head, I was like, are they screwing up these details this bad right now? Of course, they weren't. Right. But that was a point of contention because people didn't like how they felt. I, I was
2: not thinking about that at all. I, I'm like, oh my God, Neither. that's it. you yeah. know yeah oh my god this is
1: awesome finally getting it
0: were you disappointed that he wasn't there or that there wasn't a like a real lightsaber duel
2: a little bit not 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 terribly like it 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 ended up being a cool send-off and a cool story moment but like i kind of wish he was there
0: i wanted the luke versus kylo moment big time even if that would have been a stunt double right Right. which it should have been because rickham was a little bit older yeah um even I just wanted him that standing bad. there with,
2: with the lightsaber was a little awkward. Like he had like a very like hunched over, yep. like interesting didn't stance right. there. No, it didn't.
0: But again, talk about why I think this is fundamentally Luke Skywalker. How does he save the day here? By not fighting. It's his hologram. He sacrifices his life, by the way, in doing this. But I know people hate that and they don't like how he was sent off. But to me, as Ray says, there was peace and purpose there. This is Luke Skywalker It's tossing away the lightsaber again. He's fighting to give them a chance by not fighting. That's my spiel on that. Uh, his speech there where he says the rebellion is reborn today gives me goosebumps, you know, and I will not be the last Jedi. It's so I, special.
2: I, I, I love the callback to every every word that sentence was wrong. Yes. yes.
0: Both his apprentices, right? Uh, you know, beautiful poetry with Luke passing away with the twin sons there because that's the first time we see Luke Skywalker really, or one of the first times I should say in a new hope. Um, I had a, so John, I texted you last night and I, I had a theory about the, the kid at the end of the movie, uh, that uses the force to pull up that broomstick and then kind of almost pretends like he's ready to go out and be a Jedi. Yeah. The implication here from Ryan Johnson is he, he says, raise a nobody, right? You don't have to be an, an anybody or a special privileged character like a Luke Skywalker or Han Solo to go and save the world. So he's saying "Raise a nobody. Well, he's saying this kid's a nobody as well. He's a slave, right? He could go out and do something special. I've got a theory on that that we're going to wait until the next episode to talk about again because it will spoil some of what happens in episode nine. So I we'll mean, get
2: back to that. When was the last time a slave being brought into the Jedi was ever a problem? Just, you know, what's, what's the big deal? It's
0: foolproof. Nothing could possibly go wrong.
2: Deal? Which,
0: again, leads into my theory. We're going to talk about it. I hope you guys like it. Actually, I don't care. I believe it still. So, uh, and then the movie, it ends. We get the, the scroll. And again, that medley for Princess Leia. And it says, in loving memory of our princess. Whew! Gets me every time, man.
2: Ruined. Yeah. I was ruined. Just,
0: oh, it gets quiet. You hear the piano. It's so special. That's all I had on notes here. That's my spiel on The Last Jedi and why I think that's a masterpiece. Guys, who's your favorite performance in this movie, if you could pick one?
2: Oh, I forgot about this segment. I'm going to go not first.
1: Tim. Mm, all right. You got to put me in a tough spot here. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Moon Knight. <laughs> um, I just love the character he plays in this one. I feel like you kind of see, again, see development of a character. I feel like that's the common theme in this entire movie is they're developing... All the main characters along their storylines, and I feel like I really like his storyline because he's a lot of what a lot of people are. They're you know got the short term, short sighted goal of hey let's do this or let's do this to you know advance the objective when maybe that's not the right play. And I feel like as the movie progresses, he slowly kind of learns that. And I've been watching a lot of Moon Knight lately, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I think Oscar he's, is underrated for sure. He's awesome. he just he's so he just good. So good. Aren't you
0: glad that JJ Abrams wrote him into the rest of Force Awakens? Because it ended up working out really well. Yeah, sure. uh, John, favorite character? Go ahead. Kylo Ren. Dang it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why did I do this? I just gave you (laughs) a
0: softball. Yeah, finally. Yeah, it's Kylo Ren. Uh, What a deep performance by Adam Driver. And it's so funny. I told you guys, it felt like at the end of episode seven, I was like, there's not much for me to like about this guy at the end of it. He's all in on being bad in just a horrible person. He kills Han Solo, his father. And then here just, he is, he's got the conflict. He does double down on the dark side stuff, but let's be honest. It's, he's still not all the way there. Like Anakin Skywalker was when he became Darth Vader. So for me, the depth of his performance, whether it's in the throne room scene or some of the moments where he lets go of that emotion and really talks or even the one-on-one scenes with Ray when they force connect, the force bridge, Adam Driver is the man.
1: Absolutely. Honestly, Joe just loved this shirtless scene. Oh it's Trying serious. to get his workout plan.
2: of it. I was I'm like, give in. me more. Yo, pull those pants up higher. Right? Yeah. That, another no wonder Ray was like his infatuated grandpa. with him, you know? A callback to Anakin
0: Skywalker without the shirt on in episode three, you know, like these Skywalkers. Come on, Luke, you're next. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, John, John favorite character for you.
2: Rose, dude. I think Rose is such a cool character. Rose Tika is, uh, it, it, it's just, they, they set it up so well with being in this movie with her sister and, you know, that, that awesome, awesome battle. And does she use the force a little bit to get that, that remote down? I guess that's a little ambiguous, hmm. but Ryan Johnson likes using the force. Like I get, I know she kicked the thing, but she did close her eyes and she, you know, there was maybe a little bit of force going on there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the way that you know the way she she carries that throughout the movie, and the way that she just is the 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 representation of the the boots on the ground uh, resistance fighter, like this is what I'm here for. This is my life, and it's tangled up with one of the one of the big guns with with Finn, and I think I think it's really really good. I, I think her performance is awesome, and I, I love I love where everything with her goes. I think Canto Bite is like one of the coolest things we see in Star Wars. Like that, that's that's another like I'll say like people hate Luke Skywalker and people hate cancel bite in this movie. Like Those are the two <laughs> yeah. things that they hate the most. And those are like my two favorite things, right? Like I think cancel bite is like just unabashedly star Wars. That is the that cancel bite is the best parts of the prequels. Like it is, it's, it, it is like those, you know, it, it's those alien worlds, the development, like, the, like what else does star Wars have to offer? Like what's going on out there? What's the, what's the weird stuff? What's the cool stuff? Cancel bite is so cool. And to see her like traverse that and, you know, give her perspective on the racing and stuff. It's just, it's really awesome
0: she unlocks finn she's a key to that story she's a great standalone character everything you said there was spot on and Canobite is you beat me to it it's very prequels it's it so seems like prequels. it's ripped right out of attack of the clones and i think that's why people don't
2: personally don't like this movie right, But, but you know. and, and that's one like that's where i come back to him. like i don't think you like star wars you know it, it, yeah, you 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 hate right. the prequels you hate the sequels it's like I think you might just like war movies. Like and, and you are you're, you're happy the first ones were in space, right? Like I don't think you like Star Wars, you know?
0: I would uh, totally agree with that. Uh what about that moment of the movie? You know, John, I'll let you go first this time. Is you know, is there a moment that that quote I think there's an obvious one, but you go ahead.
2: Uh, I'm gonna pick the less obvious one, and one that we already touched on. And we're gonna go with the, the Yoda appearance. That like, that to me is just like I just didn't expect it, and it was just so fitting, just to see like Yoda and Luke have that conversation. Just it, it, again, it's that it's that goofy Yoda. It's not it's not my Yoda, like I've talked about, but like it, but it, but it's Luke's Yoda, right? So like that that's that's so cool, and just like the fact that Luke was about to burn down the tree and he didn't do it, and Yoda's just like boom. Done. Here's some lightning. It's over. Like it's just the the carelessness and you know not carelessness, but the the carefree aspect of the character and just like the ambi- the ambiguity, like the Jedi or whatever, man. Like the Jedi, are, it's just the word. You know, this is this is all. It's a balance. It's the light. It's the dark. Like just seeing Yoda was so so refreshing. It was it was a great great scene.
0: Did you love in the end? You see, Ray saved all those Jedi
2: texts. On yeah, the Falcon. yeah. You see, uh, yeah, Finn opens the drawer and they're just sitting there.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Yoda obviously hitting Luke is pretty funny. Talking about him, always looking away to the horizon yep. instead of in front of him. Um, and then the the quick quip that he has, page turners, they were not. <laughs> oh, you read them. You read them? It's like, it go. well... <laughs> the Jedi sacred text, it's so good. Uh, Tim, favorite moment or quote or anything for this um, movie?
1: I'm tied between a few of them, but I'd have to say if I had to pick one, it's one we kind of talked about already it's when um, they first get to Luke and Luke starts teaching Ray about the Force. I just love that whole sequence of, you know, how how he explains it, how she learns it. I just feel like it gives so much clarity to, you know, what the Force is. And I think it kind of leads into some of the stuff where you may talk about um, how Rose's sister, I don't know if she even had a name or not, but... um, Paige. Paige. um, How you say, maybe she used the Force a little bit. Well, if that's the Force, what's really stopping her from using it? You know what I mean? Even if it's just a tiny, tiny bit. So I like that. I like how they worded it because I think it opens up and opens up
2: some possibilities as well. So that's a good one. Joe, we gave you the softball for character and moment. Go for it.
0: I know. I know. You guys love me. It's true. Uh, it's a throne room sequence. There's no doubt about it. That moment when Kylo Ren turns that lightsaber on Snoke, the twist, as it was referred to in those first few days. Oh, Mama uh there was a big twist that was teased through this and they're like it is the equivalent of you know no i am your father from empire it's pretty up there man if it's not that and it was pretty intense there's so many moments i could list you know some of the moments you guys just uh mentioned and then the haldo maneuver with the the spaceship there um I could just go on and on about it. All of it's just so special. You guys mentioned how pretty this is cinematically, whether it's the the slight grain, the red backdrop, Ryan Johnson, Ron Bergman, those guys really knew what they were doing with this movie. And I think they did not disappoint. And I really wish I don't we don't know because we haven't heard about it in ages, but I want to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy on his own. Let him craft his own timeline, wherever that is in the era in Star Wars that's away from this main saga. Give me more RJ there, for sure. All right, guys.
2: I think it's about time. I forgot about we, this. We got to rank these. <laughs> we
0: yep. we got to rank these. So I'd love to hear where you guys settled on this. I know where I've always been. Doesn't necessarily matter because some of the movies are out of whack, according to my personal list. But, right. John, we, we had a Jedi mind trick from JT last week. So, ooh, this guy, he's one and done. He shows up and he disrupts everything. Maybe Maybe he didn't. John, why don't you recap for everyone, whether you're uh, on the podcast or watching again at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse, and tell us what happened on uh, Twitter.
2: Yeah, uh, so so JT was on the the episode last week. Like you said, the one and only episode he shows up on. He he uses a Jedi mind trick. Uh, He used a mind trick to try to get Rogue One ahead of The Force Awakens. So he used that mind trick. Uh, We we voted Rogue One to be number three. We uh, agreed on that, at least in terms of uh, unanimity. Um, JT says, no, I'm going to use my mind trick, and he puts the poll out there. Was he successful? He was. He was. Uh, Rogue One hops, The Force Awakens, it was, it wasn't close. I forgot what it was. I think it was, like, like, 70, 30, something like that. it It wasn't very close. Force Awakens gets no love because... Oh, because of the way the trilogy ends. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it in two weeks. I mean, it is get. number three. It's not like it's number seven. It's, yeah, but like it was number one. It's
0: way <laughs> wrong now. Like, yeah,
2: it's, it's not it's number one. Good. I mean, it, it be was wrong. number way one. As I said. So yeah. So it, it, we've got we've got some readjusting yeah. here. So uh, Rogue One gets the two spot. The the full rankings for the audio listeners. We've got number one: The Empire Strikes Back. Number two: Rogue One. Number three: The Force Awakens. Number four: A New Hope. Number five: Revenge of the Sith. Number six. Return of the Jedi number seven, Attack of the Clones number eight, The Phantom Menace. This is a weird ranking. This is a weird ranking. Yeah. This is a weird list we have here. Like I just, like Luke said, this is not going the way I thought it would. But I don't hate it. I don't. I don't think I hate it. Really. Like, uh, well, well, I guess it feels we'll weird. It feels yeah. weird. It feels, it feels weird. like the first
0: time I left the theaters after seeing Last Jedi. So right. maybe there's hope. We're
1: gonna have to. I mean, uh, uh, according to you guys, it, it's weird until all three of the. The most recent movies are up at the top, so I guess uh, we'll see. What?
0: Yeah, no, we'll see. Uh,
2: so we've got today, the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi here in the flesh. Um, that's, we're starting at the bottom. There's only, there's only nine movies. we we're, we're we're going. We're starting right there. But I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to give away anything because Tim, Tim's been very so so on it. I've had, I've got my qualms with it. We're gonna start right below the Phantom Menace. We're going all the way with this one. Who thinks it should be above the Phantom Menace? Mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> we, Obviously, unanimous. We all do. Attack yeah. of the Clones. Unanimous. We all do. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where it gets crazy. Return of the Jedi is number six. Who thinks? I the yes. Unanimous. Return of the Jedi. Uh all right, we've got five. Revenge of the Sith, Episode three. Who thinks it's better? Once again, unanimous. Okay, this is going this is going well. Uh A New Hope is at number four. Who thinks The Last Jedi is better than A New Hope? This is where I struggle a little. Okay. Um
0: Why? Let me let me help you.
1: (laughs) No, no, listen. Listen. A New Hope's a great movie. Of course it is. Okay? A Last Jedi is a great movie. That's where I'm struggling. It's not that well, I... Do I like The Last Jedi more than A New Hope? I want to say yes right now is where my head's at just because I just saw it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I want to say yes. Okay.
2: Okay. All
1: right. So, and again, I don't know if that's more of a, hey, I just saw it and I haven't seen A like New a, Hope. Like a recency
2: I mean, bias, maybe? Yes. That's fair. I mean, hey, that's the point of it. We're, we're watching them in order and we, we rank them as we see them so if if that's how you feel that's how you feel again that's part of the conversation like did a new hope have you know that effect where x amount of weeks later you're still feeling that way about it right that's part of the conversation um so it's unanimous I, i also would put this above a new hope the force awakens the force awakens who thinks the last jedi deserves to be at number three ahead of the force awakens anybody willing to make that call
0: I am willing to make that call, and it, it is not better than
2: the Force Awakens. Oh, Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I jumped like one. Like, oh, not. I like, I thought I knew you. That doesn't track. Um, I think we're all in agreement there. So every yeah. everything has been unanimous so far, and it, it still is here. Uh, so, it's, so it's it's, it's going to go right. Here's below.
0: my problem with the rankings. <laughs> one of many. Uh,
2: you th- you think it's better than Rogue One? The Last Jedi
0: is better than Rogue One. Like, it's not a question to me. You think it's think better Rogue than the, the Emperor Strikes back? No.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those statements. Yep. Okay. I, I'm making sure. I'm right there with you. Joe, 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 we would. Yes. I wouldn't have put it above a Rogue One. It, I would have.
1: But a a lot of people won't because they oh, it's a sequel trilogy. Didn't know where it was supposed to go. No, well, listen, listen. It is what it is. Again, I think, I think part of the issue here yeah. is, like, in my perspective, I love a lot of these movies. And it's not that I don't. That I dis, I think that's like the wrong way to think about it. Sometimes it's like it's not that I dislike the Last Jedi; I just love Rogue One more.
0: Wait, JT just said the movie's called Rouge One. What is that?
2: <laughs> what is Rouge One? <laughs> Rouge One. <laughs>
0: because you know what he's voting for. Okay, sorry.
2: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you, Joe. I, I would have, I would have Force Awakens. I would have Empire. I would have uh, Last Jedi. Then Rogue yes. One. Yep, that, that, those would well, be my top four.
0: That's not a, a question to me. And uh, by the way, that it, we have collectively, Last Jedi, where we do is still saying a lot because absolutely, you know, uh, <laughs> people just don't like that movie for various reasons. But I really, truly feel that it's a masterpiece. Now, when the, <clears throat> I think John, you and I feel a certain way about Force Awakens for a number of reasons, and the way we see it, and it's just it feels like the kind of the perfect movie in a way, right? For us, and yeah. Last Jedi is a different. Love for me. It's like it's so deep and heavy, and it continues on that story. And even if it's not, I'll tell you this right now this is something I've not talked about throughout this episode. I did not want The Last Jedi story wise to go where it went. I wanted a definitive answer on Ray. We got an answer. We'll find out in episode nine if that was right or not. You know, Kylo Ren says they were, they were paupers, right? They're dead on Jakku. They were, they just sold you for no reason for drinking money. I didn't like that. I understand why people didn't they didn't get the stoic Jedi Master Luke. But let's peel it back here. There's a lot that people didn't like. But if you take a step back and say, "Ryan Johnson, this was his viewpoint, then it makes a world of difference.
1: And I give my perspective on what I think the whole... Again, I haven't seen it yet. So mine's all... I haven't even gotten any spoilers, which I think is very impressive. My thought on the whole... Um, when she goes to the dark side to try to see, you know, meet her parents. And she just kind of sees herself at the end. I really feel like she, again, we've kind of experimented with the thought before with um, Anakin that, you know, he was created, in a sense. Um, I feel like that may be a possibility with the it seems to me, that could be what they're hinting with not, again, not showing her parents is also giving her, a, you know, giving her an answer. It just may not be the answer she wants to see. You know, maybe it did give her an answer, but she didn't take it that way. So that's kind of, you know, what my initial reaction was, is maybe they did show her and the showing herself because that's all there really is so
0: i had i had a lot of theories on that sequence that i'll get back to because i you know i I know the answer but um yeah good thoughts him for sure for sure well there you have it I'm, i'm emotionally just tired just like i am after i've seen the last jedi let me ask you guys this before we wrap up here final thoughts uh did did this discussion change your viewpoint at all? Because I feel like this is a movie where you can you can be swayed on certain things, maybe even from not liking it to liking it or vice versa. Did did any of this discussion kind of imp, improve or change your your stance on the movie at all, or are you where you thought you would be?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty in line with where I thought I would be. It just, yeah, I it's just it's a great movie. It, it's 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 very very good. I think it maybe stands alone like cinematically. You know, ahead of any other Star Wars movie, for for a lot of a lot of really cool reasons, um, some of the highest highs we'll ever get in a Star Wars movie some of the weird you know some of the weird dialogue and vibes that i just wasn't a fan of but again they didn't ruin anything for me like i'm not i'm not the one that's gonna sit here and say that oh no like luke shouldn't be you know luke shouldn't be in this place or we shouldn't have gotten this answer because of this like no i'm I'm, I'm along for the ride i'm here for it but you know just some of the, the ways certain things were presented we're like yeah whatever um but overall like man it's just this movie this movie slaps yes
1: yeah. it does right pretty in the Pretty similar on that. My big thought on how I kind of tried to be the movie is I try to take it for what it was. And I feel like I've said that with a lot of the movies that we've watched so far and try to take the emotional of what I think it should be out of it. Because again, I could watch this movie and if it's not what I want, I could easily bash it. So what I try to do is like, this is his story. This is his direction. I'm going to judge it based on that. Like what they've put in front of me. What do I think about it? Like, hey, maybe I disagree. Like I would have did something different with You know, Luke or whatever, but I didn't write the movie. Like they wrote the movie, and I'm viewing it that way. So, you know, that's kind of how I kind of handled a lot of this. That's been where does the story take me. So, my
0: argument for it, you know, we we didn't pencil in what we wanted to see, and I had strong thoughts on what I wanted to see, and it wasn't it. But when I stepped back and said, "This is Ryan Johnson's story," that's that's where it kind of changed for me, and I understood some of the new rules to where they were going. But. Discussion, fellas. Uh, thank you for joining us here for this episode of Star Wars Review. We just got through Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Uh, next, we've only got two left. We're almost at the end here until we get some more Star Wars movies uh, on the horizon. So we've got Solo, and then we're going to get together. We're going to try to do uh, an in-person recording because we're going to watch The Rise of Skywalker with Tim for the first time. Tim has not seen that movie. He's held out. He's stayed mostly spoiler-free, which is super exciting. Cannot wait to, to do all of that uh fellas social media and uh john uh, which give a quick plug if you like star wars content where where can they find
2: more of it from the geekiverse we've got more we've got more in bite-sized format come to tiktok come come to us come to tiktok we're having so much fun uh the geekiverse on tiktok we're doing we're doing a lot of uh guests to star wars little little episodes here. So we've done like 13, 14, 15, I don't even know at this point. Um, but people seem to like them and people really seem to like them when Joe gets them wrong. So at, at any time at whatever hop in the comments, give me the most obscure characters, give me some crazy parameters around them. Uh Joe last time was supposed to guess Finn but had to say FN2187. He didn't get it cuz he's not good at this. He's not and <laughs> you know, between you and I, not really a big Star Wars fan. Um, but uh so yeah tiktok the geekiverse we're having fun come hang out with us whether you're whether you're dropping us a like or you're you know giving us some suggestions on on different characters to do it's it's been a blast
0: good stuff uh you find tim at tim but tim if you want to hang out and and watch some live video games this isn't the only thing we do uh on the geekiverse switch
1: am i right yes yes i actually um may stream a little bit of Valorant. That's been my my game of choice. The shooter's a little bit different. You know, I, I play a lot of different genres of games, and I know uh, that's one that I've been picking up lately with the new season. And one one I want to get on stream soon is uh, Resident Evil Village. I haven't played it yet, mm. yet. So, you know. But yeah, catch me on uh, right here on the Geekiverse Twitch. So Yeah,
0: couldn't agree more. I, I got to get into Resident Evil as well. I got to pick up right where I left off with 7. Uh, so you can find me. Uh, I am at bro... I am Rosiah, excuse me, Uh, if you like video games, ladies and gentlemen, go check out our show, we record it weekly, we stream it live, it's busy sticks, we talk about video games, a little bit of beer, all that is the latest in the world of Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and more. Uh, Also, if you like Marvel, we do a very similar show called MCU Reviewed, where we do the same thing we did tonight for Star Wars, but we do it with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Last episode was Avengers Endgame. And what an episode it was. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, we've only got a, a few more movies to catch up here. we got Doctor Strange next week. Can't wait to go and see that. Man, it's going to be a good time in the theater, I, I think. So for uh, for Tim and John, I'm Josiah. Thanks for tuning in. May the Force be with you. Let's 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 be with you. Stay 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 with you.